0: My name is Kyle Hastings and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. My name is Kyle Hastings and I welcome you back to another Inspirate podcast. This podcast is going to tell the story of Operation Friendship. Operation Friendship was a donation drive that I put together four years ago, Labor Day weekend 2017. Came together the week before, it was actually today on the Sunday before Labor Day weekend and it started off with an idea of just getting a truck together and getting some donations, filling it and driving it down to Houston, Texas area, specifically Katy, Texas, and it turned into a almost a two, three-week adventure of six trucks, one 53-foot semi-truck, and another box truck that went down to the Houston region. We went down to Katy, Texas, and it was a beautiful moment in my life, a life-changing moment in my life, where I learned the power of God very quickly. I learned what it meant to, to be a servant to others, to help others in a time of need. That was the mission of Operation Friendship, is friends help friends in a time of need. Sort of a play on the golden rule of treat others the way you want to be treated. And those, those were the key parts of this trip. We had a beautiful, beautiful learning experience of helping others. And it was life-changing for me. It was definitely life-changing. It's going to be about two and a half hours, so you can listen to it over the course of the week. Uh, we were going to do it in two parts, but we figure we're just going to knock it out in, in one giant podcast. It's going to be a powerful one. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much again for listening to the Enspray Podcast. This podcast wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our foundation sponsors at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist. Located in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Illinois, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist provides comprehensive podiatry services, to people of all ages. Dr. Christopher Vittori and Dr. Amit Thakrar are dedicated to helping patients treat a wide range of foot and ankle issues. With expertise in ankle sprains, bunion treatment, diabetic foot care, neuropathy, and more, the team at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist combines its professional experiences to deliver effective and targeted treatments. The team is committed to creating a safe and professional environment where patients can feel comfortable addressing any of their foot and ankle concerns. To learn more about the podiatry services at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist, use the online booking tool or call the office to book an appointment today by calling 708-273-7080 or visiting them at vittorifootclinic.com and liking and following their Instagram and Facebook pages. With two locations in the Chicago suburbs, t Tire is both a passenger car tire and a commercial truck tire sales and service shop. Their friendly staff will be happy to quote you on any new tires, which also includes sales and service of semi-truck tires. To all of our truck drivers, t Tire also recaps and sells semi-truck tires. After you receive the quote from the Crestwood and New Lenox, Illinois locations, Tell them Kyle from the Ant Spray podcast sent you, and you will receive $5 off of the labor of every new tire purchased. All right. Did you get enough of that pizza? I did. Thank well, you. You want another piece?
1: No, I'm good for right now. Sure? Yeah.
0: Palermo's is fantastic. Yeah. That's our newest show sponsor is Palermo's is 63rd, and we have a beautiful sausage pizza that I did have two pieces of it, which was, I think you might have put me over my calorie deficit for the day. <laughs> But it was worth it, and I'll burn it off tomorrow. We're going to work out. we got football practice, so I'll burn it off. It's going to be fine. Yeah, my arm's still hurting from that. Yeah? Yeah. You got to get back in shape? Yes, I do. You can do some calisthenics (laughs) with us on the ground, do some bodyweight movements. I'll tell you what, our girls on the flag football program, they're going to be smoking these boys. Yeah, I was playing with them uh, yesterday, throwing the
1: football to them. And yeah. all of them, you know, you threaten them with push-ups. They stop dropping the ball. So. Oh, no, they catch everything. Good. right? <laughs> they're like <laughs>
0: magnets. They'll, they'll grab anything out of this yeah, guy. Like, yeah. So no. we're coming up on our five-year anniversary of going down to Houston, uh, Katy, Katy, Texas specifically. Mm-hmm. And we had a uh, drive to help out the victims of Hurricane Harvey. And Hurricane Harvey was a devastated the Houston region because it flooded. There was so much flooding of it. Well, the way that all started, and this is the first time I'm sharing the story in depth. Like we, I've shared bits and pieces of it, but really, we're going to lay this out Mm -hmm. and about just the miracles that happened. And I'm going to say miracles because they were like godly interventions of stuff that happened, and it's unexplained know you can't explain it and i'm I'm a, a man of faith i believe in god i believe in jesus and i prayed every bit of this entire trip yeah. and everything happened everything happened everything i prayed for happened and right when i got to the point where i wanted to give up it happened <laughs> It was like right when i got to that ledge like god like introduced what i wanted what i prayed for yeah, yeah. So we're sitting here, we're sitting on that island right across from where we're at here. We're at the kitchen table, st- and we're at the kitchen table studio, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and I saw on the news about the uh, supplies not getting to the seniors, supplies not getting to the residents because they were having such a, just a crippling flood because it was the first time I think it's ever flooded throughout there. And there was homes that were like gigantic, beautiful homes. The urban areas were flooded. The entire city was underwater. Yeah. And it was bothering me that we live in the greatest country of the world and we couldn't get supplies to our own people. We couldn't take care of our own. So I shouted down to Sarah. I said, we're going to go down to Hurricane Harvey next weekend. What do we got going on? It's Labor Day weekend. She's like, nothing. I said, well, how about we run a truck and we'll see what type of supplies we can put into it. So she yells back up, are you going to follow through with it? And the reason why I say follow through with it is because a year or two before that there was a tornado that that ripped through Central Illinois, and there was school. They needed school supplies or something, and she wanted to do a, a school supply drive. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll put it together. Well, it was just lip service. We never put anything together. Yeah. and that's sort of like a big problem with. I'm gonna just say everybody is. Everyone's got great ideas, but how many actually act on them? You follow through. I mean, follow, follow through? through. Yeah, that's a big word. Big yeah. two words. Follow <laughs> yeah. through, and very far and few between people follow through they have some beautiful ideas yeah. but we needed to follow through on this one this was big so how was i going to hold myself accountable to following through to this well i made a facebook page you know facebook could be the best friend or it could be the worst enemy it's, it's literally <laughs> it's like the, the devil tr- it's like the devil and the angel from uh, animal house on your shoulder <laughs> it's so true it, it is it could be the best thing ever and then it also could be the most vicious thing ever well we use it for good we use facebook's good superpowers and i made up a logo and an event page and i was thinking about like what we can call this and like how, how could we you know how could we tr- drum up enough support community involvement so i had a press release and i made a facebook page and i called it operation friendship yeah and i I made some logos i was sort of like cracking into the, the uh, photoshop world and I, <laughs> I could fix things pretty good and not expert level like I am now, but it was able to, to come up with some good stuff. And I made a logo for, it was called Operation Friendship. So I said, okay, it's live now. So now we got to hold ourselves to it. So that was Sunday night of the week before. We put this together. Okay. So later that night, I made a press release, an email, and I sent it out to all the schools and all the churches in this area. Yeah. Now, for those who are listening that aren't from this area, um, this area is the south suburbs of Chicago. So I live in Orland Hills. It's a small community in Cook County, which Cook County is the county of Chicago. Uh, our community is about 7,000, 7,500 people. It's oh. a one-mile square town that's very square. densely populated. There's no open spaces besides the parks. Yeah. That's it but we have so many schools we have so many churches with this our neighborhood and I'm proud to say it's literally a, a melting pot of cultures there there's there's different religions you know different race different everything and and that's what makes our small town awesome is yeah. is just literally a mosh posh yes. of people yeah. so i sent it out to all the different people in our communities and that was sunday night so i remember going to bed lay down i prayed on it And I just asked the Lord, I'm like, I pray that you give me the strength and this happens. So I needed a plan on how to get down there. So we were going to rent a truck. So what's the biggest truck we can get? And it was a 26-foot truck. And that's the biggest you can drive on a civilian license, a non-CDL license. It's a diesel and it's a gigantic truck. Well, rewind like 10 years, 15 years before that. Our police chief at the time, guy named Dave Levesque, God bless him, he's on heavy. Uh, so Dave Levesque and Tom Scully, and he was the ex-chief here, they did a thing at Walmart where they got a trailer and they filled it up with supplies, yeah. a, a semi-truck. And then they drove it down to Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. And it was like the coolest thing ever. You know, everybody was involved. It was just very warm because you're helping. You're you're actually being a good human and helping someone yeah, else. Yeah. So I called up Tom. And I said, Tom, tell me how you guys did that with the donations down to, uh, to Katrina. So he explained that he had a big corporate sponsor. One of his buddies he knew it was a big sponsor, and he flipped a couple bucks for the trailer. And and, and he really did a lot, and they bought stuff, and stuff yeah. was supplied. and. It's like okay, we can do that. Actually, I think I can get donated. I don't think we need a corporate sponsor. We don't need anything big, but we'll get donated. My God gave me a gift of talking and and forming the, a relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the relationships. And so we uh we we pressed on and I asked Tom, could you could you drive with us? Because we need some type of security with us, a, a police officer presence. Because yeah. everything on the news I mean, you remember. Well, oh, what was yeah. it on the news?
1: Uh, the hijackings, the shootings on the <laughs> yeah expressways. Yeah, and it was, it was insane. It was, yeah, it was a no. lot of stuff going on at the time. And some of it were still in cargo ships and right. or, uh, containers off of trucks and stuff like that going yeah. down.
0: Yeah, it was nuts. And, and of course, they take probably the one or two bad stories and they magnify it to make it seem a like a thousand the whole times, Yeah, right. it's like you're driving through Iraq in the middle of the Persian Gulf War. <laughs> But right. So we but we didn't know that. You know, that it was a whole different world. I'm gonna say a whole different media world back then too. Yeah. It's a whole different world, period, yeah. back then. And so this was going on and I asked Tom, I'm like, hey, could you drive down with us? I'll drive a truck. If you can drive your civilian vehicle, we'll see if we can get some sponsors to pay for gas. Yeah. We'll get the food paid for in a hotel. But I just need you to be with me to be armed because who knows what we're driving well, into what was, was gonna happen. Yeah, right. it was it was pretty bad down there. Right. So he's like, I'm in. I was like, awesome. So now we got protection. We got security. got the chief of police coming with us. And I'm going to drive a truck. Yeah. Now I'm going to pray that we're going to get some supplies. <laughs> so I, <laughs> so I, I woke up. I woke up on Monday. And I went up oh, to, the vill- to the rec center, Village's rec center. And I introduced it to everybody. I gave them a heads up. We, we might get some stuff that's going to come in. And I'm pretty certain okay. that's what I said. We might get some stuff. Right, I remember that. Yeah, so that first day happened, and we probably got—I'm gonna say—a twenty-foot by twenty-foot square of just donated, donated goods: uh, bleach, baby
1: wipes, toilet paper, and uh, water, and water, and sports drinks, right? And sports drinks. So I remember that because the yes. first night we got a lot of stuff, and I was like, because I was there for that, and I was kind of shocked to see how from you know, the inception idea when I first heard about it to how quickly people mobilized and brought in those things. It was amazing <clears throat> that just that first night alone,
0: but go ahead. <laughs> so I, that, so that Monday morning,
2: yeah.
0: well, I had to figure out where we're going to, where we're going to donate this to because we just can't show up with stuff. You, this is a logistical right. plan. So I called one of the charitable organizations. And I'm not going to say their name. And I asked them, what do you guys need? I'm a trustee here in Orland Hills, and trustee's like an alderman or a councilman. We're a small town, right. but I have a good social reach, and what do you need? We can get donations. And guess what they said? Yeah. Money. <laughs> said money. Well, people aren't going to be donating money when they don't know what the money's going to, because it might go to 93% executive fees and 7% right. donated good fees. We heard those horror stories from New Orleans. So oh yeah, we heard we've been hearing yeah. them forever. So donating money is not going to happen. Plus, there's a lot of families that just don't have money to give. They might give right. five, ten bucks, but you know, it, when does that all add up? No, it's that's not a lot of money. Right. So I didn't like that answer. So I was thinking, I'm like, who could we? Where could we donate? What could we donate to? So then I saw on the news again that the Katie School District the Katy ISD school district was utilizing their high schools and elementary schools for living, for shelters, I for remember families. remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> we were on the same, you know,
2: same yeah. and paths and stuff yes. at the same time, which is weird. So yeah. I uh,
0: I, co- I, called down there, and I, and I spoke to a, I spoke to a lady, and I, I wish I remember I had her name. I mean, that's five years ago, of notes. <laughs> yeah. And I called the Katy school district, and I introduced myself. So my name's Kyle Hastings. We're going to be putting in a su- supply drive down. Uh, I'd like to know what the specifics are that you need for supplies. I saw that you you guys are housing families in the schools because they lost their homes. Yeah. What do you need? What we can supply? Let us know. Well, I went to a seminar years before on disaster disaster relief. You know, being a part of our a village, they have these seminars, and there was a tornado that hit a town twice. It was Diamond and Coal City. I believe it was Coal City, Diamond and Coal City, uh, Illinois. A tornado hit that oh. town twice in a 12 month period. That's nuts. It's insane. Yeah. So they ask for donations. So what what do people bring when they when you ask for donations? Money sometimes, but then they bring their old clothes. Clo- right? Yeah, like you got old clothes. Yeah, no one wants to wear an Iowa sweatshirt and some uh, z average right. You That's- know, from 1992. <laughs> And but it, and you can't you can't knock them because they're doing they're doing their good they're doing right. good from their heart. But, but when you just lost everything, Aaron, do you want to wear an IOU sweatshirt and a pair of Z Everiches from 1995? No, I want to be
1: able to be comfortable.
0: You want to be comfortable. You want to go buy yourself new underwear. You don't want to buy the old ones. Yeah. you don't want to wear the old ones. Right. And so they talked about being specific for donations, and I remember that. I remember that very very specifically. Be specific on the donations. So I called the lady at the Katie School District. and I said, I need you to be specific on what we need. Mm -hmm. What do we need lined out? She goes, we need water. We need pillows. We need bleach. We need bleach wipes, sports drinks, towels. uh, What else? Diapers. Diapers. We need tons of diapers, diaper wipes, and dog food. And Er, dog food. That was the one thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and dog food. That was the weird one. And I said, done. I'm like, done deal. We'll get that together. So I put that on the letter. I sent out the letter. And that was Sunday to Monday. Yeah, I talked to her, I think, Sunday night maybe. And I got that all addressed. This is what we need specifically. And then I threw up on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Facebook could be the angel or the devil. Well, we used it for good. We used it for good this time. (laughs) And that first day, we probably had a 20 by 20 square show up, 20 foot by 20 foot of donations. And I was tickled pink that we had that much stuff. And at the time you were you were working for the Rec Center on a part time basis. You had yes. a full time job. Yeah. And I just knew you as hey Aaron. You know, hey, <laughs> hi Aaron. <laughs> right. And hey, Aaron. Uh, it, it, that's what I, I just knew. Aaron. I didn't even know your last name, to tell you yeah. the truth. I think I was calling you Aaron Radkey or Aaron. <laughs> so used to me just calling you Aaron. <laughs> may maybe calling you like Doug or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got a story
1: about that, but yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs>
0: so you, I remember just seeing you, and I seen the rec staff. They're like, yeah, some people brought stuff in, brought stuff yeah. in. I going there, I was just tickle pink that somebody brought something in. Yeah. Well, Tuesday happens, and now it's all over. Now it's, it's just exploded with the news. And I get a call from Meg, who works at the Orland Hills Recreation Center, just mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful lady I've known forever. She's like, Kyle, th- there's people bringing in stuff now. Left and left right. Left and right. Yeah, it was a flood. It's a it, flood of people just coming in, and I asked, "What do you mean?" She goes, "We might have a quarter of the gym filled up right now." Yeah. I said, "A quarter of a gym? A college basketball court? One quarter?" Yes. She's like, "Yeah." It's like, wow. So I'm working at the time, and I'm in sales at the time for a pharmaceutical company, and I was back in the area. I stopped in, and I was like, "My God, this is insane. We yeah. we have so much stuff." Yeah. Well. Tom calls me, and I asked Tom to drive with us for security reasons because things were rough. And he said, yeah, I'll drive with you. And he had the knowledge of doing this before with Hurricane Katrina. Calls me. He's like, my Kyle, I I hate to do this to you. My back is completely jacked up. I cannot go. I'm probably going to be in the hospital tonight. I'm just not feeling good. I said, Tom, you do what you got to do. I, I get it. Don't yeah. You have nothing to apologize. And you can hear he was really sad about it. And I said, there's nothing you can do. You got to take care of you. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And I took that call in the gym. and It was like 4 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. I was standing behind you at that time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. So the first person that came on and was a guy named John. I'm just going to call him John. I don't know if he wants his last name on. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to say John. Yeah. Okay. So John was a was in law enforcement at the time, and he came to mind immediately. And I called him I'm like John. He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Hey, I am gonna need I am gonna need you if you are free." He said, "What can I help with?" And now he he was a, uh, was he a pastor or a deacon, uh, chaplain, uh, department chaplain. chaplain. It was a department chaplain. And yeah. I explained to him, and he goes, "Kyle, I am honored." Just tell me what I got to do. Yeah. I said, you just got to come with and bring some guns because they're, like, robbing they're robbing convoys and yeah. they're shooting. And yeah. and we just need protection. We got to make sure we're going to protect, you know, the load. I need yeah. protection. I need. I know how to fire a weapon. Like, I'm thinking worst-case scenario. Like, we're living, literally driving through Afghanistan to get <laughs> to Russia. No better man to have in the back and the rear guard, you know, though. Yeah, it's, you it's John. Yeah. And he was just tickled pink by it. Mm-hmm. Well, we had so much stuff that we needed a second truck driver. We needed a second truck driver. And so I asked John, I said, listen, instead of driving a squad or driving a police car, yeah. could you mind driving a truck? He's like, absolutely, I'll drive a truck. So we might have so much stuff, we're going to have two truck fulls. So we got, we got a plan for that. And he was tickled pink. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll drive the truck. So that was Tuesday. Well, Tuesday night I get a call from one of my brother's friends and her name is Margie. Marjorie. And Marjorie Love, I think. And she has a charitable organization. I don't know if it's still if it's still up. But oh, it was yeah, yeah. it was called yeah. Margie's oh, Love or yeah. something like that. So she calls. She calls Mike and then Mike calls me. It's like, hey, there's a lady calling. She says her brother's a truck driver and that he just drove a load down to Arkansas, met a crew halfway and the other crew took it down to to Houston and I immediately give me her number. Well, she's going to be calling you. Okay. As soon as I got off the phone with him, she called me and we had a beautiful talk and she's telling me about everything. And I told her, this is amazing how you just came into my life. Yeah. Well, my brother's a truck driver. Let me put him on a three-way call. So she puts her brother on three-way call and you could tell he's got a headset on. He's behind the wheel. I said, sir. He's like, yeah, well, you need a driver? I'm like, yeah, I need a driver. What's your name? He's like, Mark. He's like, I got a CDL. I drive uh, like 18-wheelers or 16-wheelers. Yeah. and I just pulled a haul back. Right now, what do you got to drive? I said, oh, well, we might have a 26-foot truck. And we might have a second one. That's it? I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. <laughs> All right. And I told him, like, listen, we're, we're going to have people pay for our gas, food, and lodging. All I need you to do is drive. All right, I'll be there. Just tell me one. It was that fast. Yeah, I was like, "My lord, we just got ourselves a third truck driver, but we only had two stuff two trucks full of goods at the time, and that it's Tuesday. Yeah, okay. it's a Tuesday. Yeah, yep. So Wednesday happens, and I'm praying now that we we can get enough goods. You know, we're, we got three trucks, possibly two. Let's fill, yeah. let's fill all three trucks. That would be fantastic if we could fill all yeah. three trucks. I went to bed, and I prayed again, Aaron. I I prayed and just asked the Lord. I'm like, we need to fill these three trucks. How is this going to happen? Well, you were working that next day on Wednesday. How did it happen? It
1: was Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were uh, the flood days. But that Wednesday when I came in, uh, there was an explosion, like the – it multiplied overnight kind of like the gremlins you know it's like water your prayers were water and and it's just dropping on that thing and it just to see it expand and see all the oh god the cases of water and dog food and baby uh diapers and bleach there was so much stuff there it was unbelievable i couldn't believe it there was the kid that was working there his name was chubby and I remember walking in. And I was like, "Chubby, what is going on here?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know." You know, it was kind of one of those things. It was just amazing to see community come together. And as I was sitting there, people were just coming in in droves, dropping yeah. stuff
0: off. They're just running back and forth. You know, uh, it was it was an amazing moment. So by that time, we have a half to three quarters of a collegiate basketball court full of donations. Yeah. Now our rec center is. Two collegiate basketball courts that are side to side, and then you have one uh, basketball court in the middle. So, just think of like two basketball courts worth with a divider in the middle. Well, we're about half to three quarters full of just one basketball court of goods. I remember walking in there, and I'm I'm looking in there just in disbelief, just in awe of like, oh my god, we need another truck driver. We don't have we we can't take this all down in three trucks. Because we got John, happened on Tuesday. Mark happened on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yeah. So we got three three trucks. We we got a fourth truck. We need a fourth truck. And I remember you were right there looking at stuff, and you were like organizer inventorying. Right. And I, and I turned to you. I'm like, Aaron, I'm Like, do you want to be a fourth truck driver? And your eyes just opened up. I was like, heck yeah, man. Just heck <laughs> I was yeah. Right, I, well, I "Yeah." you said, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, with, yeah, that was it. And you you, yep. you, turn, and and this is what I recall. And you like shook my head, and you just said, thank you. Thank you for including me on this. Yeah. And I was like, no, thank you for helping me on this. This is getting, this is more than I expected. All I yeah. thought I was going to bring down was one truck. Now we're at four trucks, four gigantic truckfuls oh. of goods. So Wednesday happens, and then so I make a like a Facebook video, and I put it on Facebook Live, and I'm like in a suit, and I'm looking like some fake like pitch man of like, <laughs> hey, donate your goods today to the yeah. Hurricane Harvey fund or whatever, and I I cut it like three different times, and I'm standing at an angle because at the time I was like 400 pounds, and I want to look good on film, yeah. and yeah. and I threw it up on Facebook, and again, Facebook for the good, right? Facebook for the good, and. It took off. Yeah. It took off even bigger. Yeah. So Thursday morning happens. <laughs> so now I'm actively uh, promoting this. I'm talking to a lot of the doctors that I see in my pharmaceutical industry saying, hey, you know, we're, we're taking donations. And they're like, what do you need? I said, well, I think we're good on donations, but we, we need like sponsors or we need uh, people to help with gas, with food, with lodging. Right. cuz we're going to have four people going down now we have four full trucks so and we need to fuel it from Chicago from the south side here the suburbs to Houston and we got sponsors for it and I was nice. just tickled pink tickled tickled pink nice. uh f- for the help one of the families and I'm going to I'm going to give him a huge shout out his name is Dr. Frank Tobin he's with Pinnacle Dermatology in Orland Park in New Lenox he helped he, he helped with one of our expenses, and not only did he help, but he brought his kids help on Saturday, which we'll get into in a little bit, to help organize. Yeah. And it was powerful. It, it was people coming from areas I would not even know where they were living. They're like, yeah, we heard about this. We saw this on Facebook. I go to the Facebook page, and it's shared like 1,500 times. Yeah. And it's the power of the good of Facebook. And I was just tickled pink. I, I couldn't believe it could not believe it and just kept coming in yeah i called meg I'm like meg what's happening what do we got she's like kyle there we just have him driving on the path now the rec center there's a path a service road entrance oh. that more or less goes around the entire building so you meg whoever was in, in there at that day came up with a great idea of we're just gonna have him drive up and we're gonna take and go it around. and go around we're gonna yeah. take it into that side door wheel it in and go around so I come in after work. We have an entire basketball court full of supplies. Yeah. And it's not like families were dumping off their like their old IOU sweatshirts no, and was, every cheese. And you
1: know what was crazy? I'm sorry, I not No, you're I not. Go, go the, um, the water to buy liquid at the time, watered or bottled drinks, the tax on that had just gone up in Cook County. So yes, the, the remember, bottle tax. Right. It's like 10 cents a bottle. And to look back uh, in the morning from what was in the morning, to what we saw in the evening yeah. that thursday evening had nearly tripped we were moving the table back you know at half court we were saying no more no products at this point or whatever but that kept going back and back because we were getting more and more stuff it was amazing and then the the mountains of water just the cases of water and gatorade it was amazing to me to see so much stuff the people
0: were bringing in. There were cases stacked. I mean, we're what you're six four. I'm six yeah, three. About higher than me. Yeah, higher, higher than, than you. me. And they nope. were walls. I yeah. mean, it was like a maze. It was a maze in there of specific donated items, like a Costco warehouse. Yes. <laughs> That's where we were. <laughs> so that was Thursday, and now I'm like, my lord, what are we going to do? Yeah. And I prayed again, Aaron. I, I prayed, and I, I'm asking the Lord. I'm like, we, I need help how can we do this I don't know anyone else would want to drive Hmm. because people might have to take a day off work they might have to take days off work I I don't know how this is going to happen how are we going to pull this off well my sister Kim shows up and Kim's like this is amazing I said well we need another truck driver she's like I'll drive I'm like what do you mean you'll drive (laughs) well I'll drive the truck that's not a problem Said so you want to drive with somebody or do you got a, you got somebody to take you or like drive together? She's like, yeah, I'll ask my friend Anna. Yeah. And I know I've known Anna for years as well. And I was just blown away. I'm like, seriously? She's like, yeah, let me call her. She called her. Yeah, me and, me and Anna will drive a truck. Yeah. And I just, it was like, I, I felt that hug, like that spiritual hug of good. And we we're at five trucks. And I was just blown away that yeah. I was praying, praying to God that we would have one truck. And by Thursday, Thursday night, we had five trucks. Huh. And the stuff to fill it. Stuff to fill it. <laughs> so now I'm putting together a logistics plan because the plan was is that we were going to leave Saturday by 2 o'clock and drive to Houston and be down there by Sunday. Oh. And then turn around and be back on Labor Day. That, that was the plan. That was the plan, <laughs> to be back on Labor Day. So good old Google Maps, right? Google Maps, I put it in there. It says, we're going to be there in 16 hours. I'm like, perfect. That's like a one-day drive. That's a piece of cake. So I planned on what Google Maps told us. And I wrote out an itinerary. I knew how much mileage. I knew what the gas mileage of the trucks were. I knew how much we were going to have to put into it. I thought I figured it out pretty good. So we're clear sailing. I called down to Katie. I said, hey, I'm like, Guys, we're we're gonna be down at we're gonna be down uh Saturday, or Saturday night or maybe Sun no Sunday Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Sunday midday. And uh, we're gonna have five trucks and they were tickled pink. Yeah. And they said we have a family that's got a warehouse. It's half empty right now. You guys could dock in there, we'll unload it. How many people do you need? So we got five foot trucks of supplies coming down. So whatever you can spare. Okay, we'll get it done. Well, now we got the logistics plan set. I thought we were going to stop twice on the way down there, and it was a perfect plan, absolutely perfect plan. So Friday comes, and more supplies pour in. Yeah, Friday morning was the um, oh-wow factor. Yes. I get a call from Meg saying, you have to call back – I forgot the guy's name at Camp House Landscaping in Crestwood. I think it was called Camp House Landscaping. Oh. They, he wants to donate pallets of water. I'm like, what, what do you mean he wants to donate pallets of water? He just said he heard you guys are going down to Houston, and he wants to buy you guys a bunch of pallets of water. Give him a call. Here's his number. It's like, okay, well, give him a call. And so I was off. I took an off day, and my, my company at the time was very, very gracious. The leadership team there, was a guy, I'm going to say his name because he definitely needs a shot. His name is David Gennard. And David Gennard was the head of sales. He was like the head head of sales, the, the top dog. Yeah. And I shot David a message asking him this. And he goes, Kyle, whatever you need, whatever you need, do it. This is amazing what you're doing. Uh, and he really, really helped me out. He goes, no. you don't need to burn any sick time. You don't need to burn any vacation time do what you got to do to get it done. And I was just tickled pink that I had a boss that was supportive yeah. with that cuz you know how some bosses are. They could be like, "Oh, well, yeah. you know, you what what do you got on your personal time or vacation time?" And Dave saw through that. He saw this yeah. was as a as a a mission, a humanitarian mission of goodwill, of helping each other out, helping people out. And that that was the focus of this whole mission, you know, Operation Friendship. That's what we called it. Was yeah. Operation Friendship. And friends help friends in a time of need, right. you know, and it was a play on the golden rule. Treat others the way you, you would want to be treated, the golden yeah. rule. And that was the focus the entire time and and how we set Operation Friendship and it's, we, we help our friends, we help neighbors. Someone would do the same for us if our community went through that, hands down. Yeah. So guess what? We're going to do that for them as our community. A
1: strange community, just out of the, just somebody.
0: I didn't even know where Katy, Texas was, never even heard of Katy, Texas. All right. And, but there they were on TV that they said they were housing families in their gym. Mm-hmm. So I was off on Friday and I call this camp house landscaping guy answers the phone. I introduced myself. He's like, Hey, I hear you're going down to going down to Houston. I'm like, yeah, I right, would donate some water. Well, sir, thank you so much. How much water do you need? I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, how much more take whatever you can give, sir. I'm, I'm thankful that you just thought of us. Yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna send my crew up to uh, to Sam's Club, and I'm just gonna buy all the water they have there. I was like, "Wait, wait, you're gonna buy all the water at Sam's huh. Club?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see how much they have, and I'll just buy it all." And then can you take it down there. Yeah, I, I, my hairs again stand up on my arm, and I'm like, "Yeah, we can take it down there." Yeah. So that was my outside voice saying, "Yeah, I could take it down there." My inside voice is saying, "How in the hell are we gonna get it down here?" <laughs> right. How are we going to get this water down here? Yeah, that's So he calls. <laughs> calls back. He's like, yeah, I bought eight pallets of water. Oh, man. Eight pallets. And each pallet is, what, six foot tall of water? Yeah. And there's, what, 72 cases on a pallet or 144 cases. We had it all figured it was, out. It was, it was heavy. It was insane. Yeah. It was an insane amount of water. Yeah. And we didn't have any trucks yet. So I'm like, well, we're going to have to come and get it from you tomorrow. We pick up all the trucks Saturday morning like, so, all right, just call me, and I'll have my front end loader put it in all the trucks for you guys, and we'll go from there. And I was just, again, tickled pink. Yeah. Every night I prayed that we we could have this opportunity to help these families in Katie. And this gentleman comes out of nowhere and donates eight cases of water. So Friday happens. We're organizing everything, and we have – I don't know if you came up with the idea or – about the flags. So we took our Village of Orlando's oh, yeah. flags. Yeah, that was me. And we put it on the table. And, yeah. and you were like, let's have everybody who donates it sign it. Yeah. And you started that on Wednesday?
1: We started that Wednesday evening. I I, I didn't come up with the initial idea, but it was having everybody sign it. Who donated to come over and sign the flag. Yes. That was my thing. I was like, sign the flag because it's going down to Katie." You know, we want them to see that this community from... You know, in the Chicago areas, thinking about this
0: community down in Texas, yes. we've never met before. It was a bridge. Fantastic. And it meant a lot. It, it was fantastic idea. So we had mm-hmm. two flags signed. Yeah. Two whole flags signed, and those are like those big flags. Was it a five, uh, five by seven? Yeah, the big storm flags. Yeah, yeah. the big storm yeah. flags. And mm-hmm. So we we had them all signed. Friday night happens. We have so much stuff, yeah. and I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna I was a little nervous. Yeah. I was a little, a little nervous of. <laughs> of I can't believe this is being pulled off. Not only is it being pulled off, but it's to the size of we have more stuff than trucks. Yeah. And it was just magnificent. So I put another all call out on Friday. I I asked f- different football teams from the area. I, we, I asked uh, Sandberg, Andrew, St. Lawrence. I believe Providence. I think Providence Catholic was yeah. was here. Providence and Saint Louis. Yeah, because they played that day before. They sure played did. that Friday night. They I lost think. to Mont Carmel. Yeah, and <laughs> we had Sandberg and Andrew High School. Sandberg High School and Andrew High School, and they were yeah. big rivals. They're Crosstown rivals. And I asked their their coaches. I asked, "Can we can we get your guys out here? We gotta load these trucks. Yeah. Done deal. We'll get them out. I put it out on the community pages again. Facebook for good. We yeah. need volunteers to help load the truck be here at 9 a.m or 10 a.m whatever time so we we load up we go get the trucks and we all pull out of the truck the truck place over on in Bolingbrook yeah and we drive to Camp House landscaping to pick up the eight two of us drove over there to pick up the eight pallets of water yeah and he loaded them in I was just again tickled pink the yeah. nicest nicest guy he didn't know us from Adam. He he wanted to help. You just he just saw that we were doing something for somebody else. Yes, which was the key thing. Yes, you know? and, yeah. and he helped, and we got it back. I remember pulling up to the rec center, and everybody was there. I mean, there was hundreds of people there. Yeah, and they already had one of the trucks. The way you guys had the trucks back then, they were already loading them. And I'll tell you what, if this was UPS, they would have been. Given bonuses because there wasn't a, 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 an ounce of breathing room in those trucks, yeah. they were packed to the gills. One would pack, they would back it out, put the other one in, pack it, back it out, pack it. They had all the trucks filled, yeah. and we still had more stuff in the in the gym. We yeah. had more, we had more stuff. There was no way that we could have brought it all. Yeah, it was a lot. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So we we drive the trucks out. You remember and, remember we unpacked the trucks again. Wait, yeah, so oh, hold on, okay. we'll get to that. So <laughs> I I thought about the one of the law enforcement parts of weighing the trucks. Are these trucks of weight? What's the weight? Well, we we've got a full truck team on our police department that weigh trucks. So we bring out the one officer, Kevin, and officer Kevin I ask him, What's the weight on these trucks? He's like, It has to be say ten thousand pounds or fifteen thousand pounds. Let me get the scales. We'll weigh each truck. So we weighed each truck, and each truck was like 40,000 pounds. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 40,000 pounds? Yeah. And yeah. right away, I'm thinking, this is not good. We have 40,000 pounds of of goods on each truck. He's like, yeah, there's no way of. And still stuff inside the gyms. still gym. stuff inside <laughs> the gyms. And we have five trucks. And it's like noon. And we had this entire just this entire group show up. Yeah. We had the football teams. We fed them all pizzas, and and we talked to them, got them all riled up. Each truck weighed forty thousand pounds, and Kevin's like, well, "You guys can't drive these trucks, right?" I yeah. said, "Well, yeah, I figured that." I'm like, "What do you think they can give us a pass? So they know that we're driving down for good. It's not like we're driving like with illegal goods or Excuse oh. me, goods of merchandise. We're actually driving yeah. stuff to help people." All right. He goes. I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that you guys could just have a pass. What happens if you get into an accident? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, and you get into an accident, and something horrible happens, and you were twenty five thousand pounds overweight.
1: Overweight.
0: <laughs> and you did something very bad in this accident, your fault or not? You're twenty five thousand pounds overweight. Yeah, I take that I, chance. No, I couldn't live with that liability. Yeah. Couldn't live with that liability. So we have four football teams eat. And Mark, Mark the trucker, he was, I mean, you want to talk about an angel that came from nowhere. He, Mark the trucker was like the coach yeah. and he knew trucking. Yeah. He knew trucking and he knew how to properly load the trucks once everyone unloaded them because everyone was loading them so fast. I don't think Mark got there yet.
1: No, he hadn't, he hadn't received, he hadn't re- uh, arrived
0: yet. We were yeah, still waiting on him. Because he was coming back from Arkansas still. right, So. Mark saw the trucks. He's like, I think these are overweight. All right, well, we'll roll the dice. And they were overweight. He was spot on, 100% correct. Mark was 100% correct. And so we have to unload them now. So we tell the football guys after they just ate and they loaded the trucks, guys, we screwed up. We got to unload the trucks. And we got to load them properly. Listen to Mark, Mark the trucker, and he's going to be able to direct you on how to load them, how to properly distribute the weight, what trucks get what supplies? Yeah. We we gotta figure this out. Now we're coming towards one o'clock, and the plan was to leave at two.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, those football kids, man, they worked, and, and Mark had them directed. They had those four, five trucks reloaded properly, Yeah and within an hour, hour and a half, and it's coming up on three o'clock, and we're now we're an hour over. My sister Kate shows up with her soon-to-be husband, her fiance, right now, but back then they were still dating. She's like, Kyle, this is insane. She's like, are you okay? Because obviously I probably look stressed. Yeah, I said, Kate, I don't think I would ever say this, but we need another truck. We don't have it. We have more supplies. We have still half a gymnasium of supplies in there. And we just overweighted every single truck. And now we got to unload every single truck and reload it and distribute the weight on it. And we're supposed to be gone an hour ago yeah. <laughs> and to be in Katie by tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow midday, tomorrow midday. She goes, well, I'll drive a truck. And my whole world just stopped again, Aaron. And I look at her. Do you want to drive a truck? Now, Kate's young. She was probably maybe like 23, 24 at the time. I'm thinking 23, 24. Maybe even younger than that. And my dad is super protective. (laughs) Like, I was driving cross-country at 17 years old. He didn't blink an eye, but he won't even let my sisters drive at nighttime. They're grown women, (laughs) you know, Just and they're the young baby sisters. They're the babies, so of course there's that. But I said, all right, well, do you know how to drive a truck? She's like, well, do you know how to drive a truck? I'm like, no. And she goes, well, then I'll drive a truck with you. It's fine. Kevin and I will drive together. And I was just floored. Yeah. But we didn't have a truck. It's almost three o'clock, all the truck places are closed. So, Kate, if I can get you a truck, go get it. We'll and we'll we'll bring it back here and we'll load it. So I called the place where we rented our trucks from and the phone answered immediately. Yeah. And it That's closed cool. at three. And I looked at like Google and said three o'clock. And I calls, like three oh five. The guy answered. Said, Hey, this is Kyle with the operation friendship. We're going down to Katie. Do you guys got any other trucks? Actually, we just had one that was returned. Do you need it? I'm <laughs> like, yes we need it. All right, I'll I'll wait around for you. Yeah. I ask, how long could we be there? 20 minutes. All right, we'll be there in 20 minutes. So Kate went there and picked up the truck and she brought it back and we filled up the sixth truck.
2: Yeah.
0: That probably an hour before we had to leave, yeah. filled up the sixth truck. It was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, one of the trucks
1: was filled with water only. I think yeah. it was the <laughs> Yeah, and I, oh, do okay. you
0: remember how it was spaced in the truck? What the shape was?
1: Uh I just remember there was a gap between the pallets and then on the side, so it had to sit
0: right in the middle of the axle. It was shaped. It was shaped like a cross inside of it. Wow, I didn't know there that. There was one pallet at the top. This is the stuff that was. I mean, it, it really was like the spiritual hug yeah. this whole trip, yeah. and and I I would say I mean I, I had a strong faith, but nothing nothing like what was going yeah. in, into this week. Eat and the t- three water we had two water trucks or three water trucks, which uh, is full of water.
1: Maybe it was three, but I remember the one that was completely full because when we first started, it was like, No, this one's way over, yeah, get too much on here. Yeah, those pallets that the guy donated, <laughs> it was <laughs> insane. It was. Camp house landscaping,
0: yeah. Yeah. but they're all all the pallets were put in there, and it was just because of weight distribution, but it right. was all shaped as a cross. So we had it all loaded up, and we had uh, a pastor come. Um, she was a beautiful lady. Forgot her name. She prayed for us, and my we... mom was your mom.
1: Was it my mom? I know my mom prayed for us before we left, because she had from the very beginning when I when I volunteered. Together. Yeah. Oh well, no, before then when we we were talking about it, and uh, so th- there's a whole nother <laughs> yeah kind of hey, you know story leading into that. Um, that whole week of preparation going into it. Uh my mom's a is a ordained minister, so she sees things and she sees things in faith and things of that nature. And um I, I told her about what was going on.
2: Yeah. You know, and so yeah.
1: she started praying for us as well. So it was, you know, your prayers, her prayers, and it's kinda like that whole mystical thing going on, you know. We had a lot of prayers going on. Oh up. yeah, it was a lot going up. And uh and just to see everything form and every day I come back to her and I'm like, Mom, this is what happened next. You see the amount of stuff we have. The videos that, that I recorded of the entire event, like just over the course of the entire week actually, it's amazing. Now when I go back to it, you know, even from the very beginning to the day that we arrived, it's just like, wow, we actually did that. Yeah. Um and yeah, she prayed over us before we left. It was
0: right there. Yeah. I remember. The whole group, the whole team. Yep. So we're we're about we're, yeah, beautiful lady. I mean, that was powerful. It, it was just it was just amazing. Everything mm-hmm. about it, leading up to, it was like everything was working out. Yeah, everything worked out up to that point. Not saying things didn't work out after that point, but up to that, right. that point, she by the time we're still we going. You're like, what's what's gonna happen? Yes. You know. <laughs> so we we took a picture of our crew driving out, and yeah. I'm gonna put that up on the Instagram and Facebook, and and it's be a part of the post when this goes up. So each person was almost like the breakfast club of humanitarian missions yes where we had unique. people it, was a, it literally was it was a true representation of the community of what we had yeah. we had mark the trucker big man 6364 big man southern yeah yeah. Of yeah a, little, little, bit of a yeah. Them, little bit of a draw on him a little bit of a draw on him everything you would think about like a big trucker that Long was Mark. Ponytail. Mark the trucker. Man, he was and rough. He, and he was—I <laughs> oh, would say—he was like, he was like the lieutenant or like yeah. the master sergeant. That he knew trucks. He knew trucks inside yeah. and out. Okay, so he filled that role. We had uh, John. He fulfilled the security role. Yeah. He fulfilled that role. We had you. I'm going to talk about your role in a second. Oh, yeah. I want to know what it (laughs) was. All right. Let's talk about, let's take a quick break. We're coming up on 45 minutes here, and we're going to start over. Thank you so much to our newest sponsors, Palermo's of 63rd Street. Palermo's authentic Italian food made with quality ingredients and unique sauces has attracted vast attention and praise for their sweet, distinctive qualities. Palermo's of 63rd Pizza has been recognized nationally as Chicago's best. Palermo's of 63rd Street now has three locations to better serve its customers. The original location at 63rd and Hamlin in the city of Chicago, Plermose of 63rd in Frankfort at 446 South LaGrange Road, and Plermose of 63rd in Maryville, Indiana at 2893 East 81st Avenue. Visit Plermose of 63rd to get all three locations' phone numbers at www.plermoseof63rd.com. When you call and order your pizza tonight, tell them Kyle sent you. All right, we're back, and we were talking about, like, the different roles of the breakfast club of our group. So, John, we went over John. uh, We went over Mark the Trucker. Yeah. Then we had the girls. We had my sister, Kim. I would say she was, like, the voice of reason. Her Her and Anna, they were, like, the moms. They made sure, like, everybody behave themselves made sure that it was like the I'd say like the moms of the group yeah. the, the nurturers right yeah. then we had Kate and Kevin and they were just the youngsters full of energy and kept kept everybody alive yeah. so then we had Aaron now there's probably several times that I did not even know that you were with us cuz I didn't think you talked <laughs> you didn't say you didn't say anything at all and but it was like you you were the voice of stability you were the uh, calm of, for the yin, you were the yang, You were the calm. Uh, I did not hear anything from you and throughout the entire trip. And, you know, th- it was very high stress. And, and yeah. people did vent. There were some some fumbles along the way that happened. But, and I honestly, God, s- say this, there, you were the dependable one that I just did not know. I didn't oh, know you. Thanks. Y- thanks. You... I did not have to worry about anything, and there we'll get into some good stories on the way down. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you you were you were the calm. You're the 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 just like a, a fresh lake, just calm and glass. Everything wow. was good, and that that First was a, that was the dynamic. That was the dynamic of this trip. So we took our photo. And we had this beautiful send-off driving down, and it was just so powerful because everybody knew. We had six, more or less, you had, I mean, CDL commercial trucks that we were driving because we rented them. We had police escort driving down the street, going through the lights, people honking. Now, I forgot who did this, but someone taped flags. That was me and John. You and John taped flags at every mirror. Every mirror on both both mirrors on every truck, and every every truck had the flags, and we were driving down, and cars were pulled over like it was like a a presidential procession, honking, cheering. It was it was so at the time it was probably the most overwhelming because we were going off to the unknown, yeah, and we did not know what we were going into. We did not know what we were going to see. I was full of pride that day. I I I remember how I felt
1: pulling out of the parking lot. Like I, I was trying to hold it together as we were driving yeah. down on 67th street. And as we're heading up to, uh, to the main road to get us to expressway with the police escort and how they shut down, uh, the grain Road just so that we can turn on. It, it was, it, it felt like we were heading into a war zone to relieve them. You know, that that's the feeling. We were that the I, relief, right? That's the feeling that I got. Yeah. Um, uh, it was overwhelming at first. Like you said, you know, it, it was just this sense of pride. I'll, I'll never forget that film, yeah. man.
0: I remember kissing amazing. my family, saying, I love you, you know. Yeah. And Sarah was nervous. And she would be safe. I'm like, we'll be good. I said, and I, I pretty positive. I said, the Lord answered every single one of our prayers. Yeah. We're good. I'm not, I'm not worried one bit. We're going to get down there. We're going to go. So right before we get in the trucks, I'm going over to the logistics plan with Mark. And Mark is the expert trucker. That's his role. He he was the, the the first the first captain or whatever the terms are like in, in the navy. The navy yeah. like he was the go to guy, the expert. So I went over to the logistics plan with him. He goes, "We're not going to get down there tomorrow." I said, what do you mean we're not going to get down there? MapQuest said it's going to take sixteen hours. No way. He said, well, fast we can go sixty miles per hour. in These trucks. Yeah. We gotta sleep. Yeah. And we got to fill up with fuel. We only can get this much mileage for fuel. All the time adds up. We can't go faster than sixty? No. That's their governors. They're governed at sixty miles per hour. That's as fast we're going. And none of you guys have driven trucks before. Yeah. I'm thinking, you gotta be kidding me. So I was redoing the math. That's gonna put us well into Monday. Sunday night. You go Sunday night at the earliest. Yeah. Maybe Monday. But probably we're going to be there Monday. And I just had to take that swallow. Now, I don't know if I communicated with that with the team yet. It was just Mark and I that possibly knew this about the time. And I promised everybody that they'd be back on Labor Day because everyone was off on Labor Day and they all had work. Everyone had jobs. Right. So we, we drove down the street and we get on the expressway and I remember cars just driving, honking. Uh, just honking, waving, and one of the most beautiful photos I think you took because who was truck six?
1: Six was six was
0: John. Was John. I was right in front of John. So Mark was I truck was on one. Right. We had Kate and Kevin were truck two. No, you were truck two. No, I thought I was, was it? no, I was truck five.
1: Or so no, because I was in front of John. John was the last one, or
0: maybe I was truck four because I was the relay. Possibly. Yeah. All right, so. So Mark the yeah, trucker right. was truck one, yeah. Kate and Kevin were truck two, Kim and Anna were truck three, I was truck four, you were five, and right. John was six. Right. Now the reason for this was it was a it was strategy because Mark was the lead. He knew how to handle the, the traffic as a truck driver. Kate was the most inexperienced. Kate and Kevin were the youngest and the most inexperienced with driving any type of larger vehicle because they were kids. They were young. You had Kim and Anna. They were they were right there, and they were just like perfectly placed. There was really nothing. They were there because they had to be there. I was the middle. I was number four because I had all the information. I could relay up to Mark from John from to me up to to Mark, Mark. because the way how far the trucks were spaced, the radios that we had only went a certain distance, so then we would have to relay up. You were at five, and then John was at six because he could see everything from the rear. Right, he was more or less the security, the, the tail of that train of that train that the entourage of our trucks. So we're driving down, and the first scare came. Hmm. This is this was this was the first scare that I I remember, where we were going sixty miles per hour. I'd say what the weight limit was fifteen thousand for these trucks, and we literally were at fifteen thousand a truck. Yeah. And that's the police let us go because we're right at the speed limit or the weight limit of 15,000. Well, we came up to uneven ground. We came up to uneven ground. Well, yeah, One lane
1: express, or the, the construction on. The express yeah. On they 9-7. were doing
0: the paving and the one lane was like, how are you just how it's uneven? Yeah. Well, Mark gives a heads up. We got uneven, uneven ground and we're going to have to change lanes. Well, we did it too late and, Everyone changed lanes. Well, Kim and Anna's back tire, because it's that dual tire, gets caught in in the rut. And she fishtails. And she fishtails that truck. And my heart rate went up. I got that nauseous. And I just, like, foresaw the truck flipping on yeah. its side because the way she fishtailed it. And she got back control of the truck and kept driving. And we were not even down to A yet. And Uh so Bourbonnet, Chicago to Bourbon A is like the first big town south of Chicago And I had that lump in my throat And I prayed, thank you, thank you, thank you So we're on the road Probably two more hours, three more hours John relays back Hey, we're going to stop in Marion, Illinois So we drove from Orland Hills, Illinois To Marion, Illinois He goes, we got to stop in Marion we got to get sleep And then we're going to all start early And we're going to head down We're going to drive as far down as possible so we're driving our caravan. All of a sudden, this wacko car comes driving up and, like, tries running us off the road. Yeah. And I'm not kidding one bit. Tries running Mark off the road. He's swearing on the radio. Tries yeah. running the girls off the road. Comes up to me. Works her way back down. John calls. He goes, this lady's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up calling. He calls the state police, and John's an officer, and he acknowledges what he, his role is in the state police. He says, this lady's trying to run us off the road. We're, we're going down on a humanitarian mission with six trucks full of supplies yeah. to, to Katy, Texas, to the Hurricane Harvey disaster. This lady's trying to run us off the road. She's slowing down in front of us. She's a safety hazard. Yeah, she was
1: screaming, yelling, hunking. She, yeah. She was trying to ram a convoy of trucks. Off the road.
0: So, Aaron, why was she trying to run us off the road? What was the reason? Because she did call the state police and report yeah. us. Why? Why did she report us?
1: She thought that we were going to southern Illinois. to We were transporting drugs to the school in southern Illinois. As we were I mean, drug runners. We were drug runners. And so, in 26-foot box trucks.
0: With the Bobsy twins in one. We got a young girl, young young guy and another one Man. driving. We have me and I'm like Uncle Buck. I look like Uncle Buck driving the truck. We have you. <laughs> and we, got John, we got John and then we got Mark the trucker. So we look like drug runners. I'll tell you what if the cartel is looking for some people that will blend into society. We were rude. We were that we were those people. <laughs> but she thought we were we were running drugs. Yeah. Running drugs. Yeah. It was insane. Absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, when John called back and told us what was going on, when he passed across the radio, I could just, that's when the radio traffic picked up. Yeah. We're like, oh, my God, this is crazy.
0: So we pulled off the expressway like around Rantoul, I'm going to think. Right around Rantoul, we pulled off, or maybe just south of maybe like uh, Effingham. Uh, yeah. But we pulled off, and we let her drive off. So we pulled around this paint factory lot, and we got back on the expressway, and that was it. Yeah. It was clear sailings. We made it to Marion, Illinois. And Marion, Illinois, there was a Fairfield Inn. We all parked at the minor league field across from the Fairfield Inn a Marion. Yeah. Now, the reason why I know that specifically was because I was with a, uh, a pharmaceutical company earlier this year. And part of southern Illinois was my territory. And I didn't really remember what town that was where we stayed at. But I just remember it was a Fairfield Inn by a minor league stadium. Yeah. So, I booked the Fairfield in that I'm going to stay at when I was in that part of the territory. It was the same exact Fairfield Inn, and I absolutely love staying there. It was such a, just like brought me back such good memories, yeah. and it, it was awesome. So, we all checked in, we parked our trucks, everyone went to bed. I told everyone we're going to be leaving at 0500. Everyone's waking up. We got to be on our trucks at 5 a.m. So, we wake up. I'm awake. Aaron's awake. John's awake. Yeah. Mark's awake. Mark's ready to go. Mark's ready to go. We're all ready to go. The girls are missing. They're not answering their doors. Their phones aren't on. All of a sudden, we look down the road, and they're running up the street like five or ten minutes late. They had to get snacks. They're like toddlers. Like, we had to get snacks. (laughs) We had to get breakfast. Fairfield Inn's got free Mm. breakfast. That's the perk of staying here. They got good free breakfast. Yeah. But they, it wasn't good enough for them, so they had to get another. They had to get another breakfast. I, these, I remember.
1: Uh, I don't know if it was Kate. It was, I had to get my coffee or something. Yes, I remember that. I'm like, I got that at the gas station. Yeah. So now
0: we're <laughs> even more delayed, and I don't think I told you guys yet that we're going to be arriving on Labor Day instead of Sunday, right? And that, by the way, I haven't said this either. That you might have to take another day off work, guys. You might have to burn a day because I did not factor in the drive of. Semi trucks, (laughs) like it only can go sixty miles per hour, and I I didn't really quite relay that yet. This is Sunday morning. Sunday morning, five thirty. We're on the road. We're driving down, and uh, it was a nice drive. Well, we had to get we had a stop for gas, so we go right inside Missouri, and I think it was a Missouri or Ark. No, it was Missouri. What it was was a truck stop. It was a truck stop. The chicken. No 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 no. Okay. This right, is the first one. <laughs> so I don't want to ruin that one. So we go to the we go to the first truck stop and we had a fill up and we had to get dep. I didn't know what dep was. Oh yes, I remember now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so That's right. John yeah. forgets his keys. Yes. He and lost. <laughs> he, he lost yesterday. his keys. But not only did he lose his keys, uh there he had his his sidearms with him. Hmm. And hmm. he didn't know where he put the keys. Well, we were in a major truck stop in Missouri oh. and we probably spent thirty minutes searching his keys. And, no, it was longer than that. Was it? It we was
1: won- over an hour. We an hour for his keys. <laughs> I kid you not, because I remember when, because we well, we were there for an, over an hour, because we went in, used the bathroom, yeah. you know, loaded up on snacks and everything. Yeah,
0: and it took a while to fill up the trucks, right? Because we, we were filling off we were filling up with the carts, yep. and it just took a while to fill up that many trucks because yep. you had the dual tanks and you had to do the dep and and we had six trucks we had to fill yep. up. So that's, it. yeah, about an hour. John goes, Kyle, I can't find my keys. And I look at him, what do you mean you can't find your keys? I don't know where my keys are. How don't you know where your keys are? I'm just, like, baffled. I'm like, John, we have to find your keys. Where did you go? I walked here, I walked here. So we literally had a search party, like a grid, where everyone was buddied up walking. Yes, we searched through that truck like he was hiding kilos of cocaine in there. Right. You know, we we flipped the truck, we flipped everything, couldn't find
1: his keys. in and out of the bathrooms, walked through the aisles of the, of the truck station, everywhere
0: that he went, that's where we went. No twice keys and no keys. <laughs> right. Now my blood pressure is even higher because now we're gonna be a day late. The girls were 30 minutes late because they had to walk down and get their special coffee. <laughs> the Fairfield Inn coffee wasn't good enough, which is fantastic coffee, by the way. That's why I stay there all the time. Yeah. And John lost his keys. And the truck, no, the truck was open, but we just couldn't find the keys. Right. John, take your bags out. Did, were you in your bags at all? No, not that I Remember, we got to look through your bags. He opens up his first bag. And his keys are literally sitting inside the bag yeah. with it closed. So, John, you said you weren't even in your bags. I don't remember. I don't think I was. And it, he he's probably gonna hear this. He's like, That's not how the story went. This is how I remember the story. <laughs> right. So this is from my my perspective. And he, he could be he could come on and, and share, you know, uh what happened if he wants to, but it was just a good it's a good memory. Well, we get back in the truck. So we're driving through Missouri and we're, you know, we're having a good old time and it's um, it's beautiful out. It's Labor Day weekend. You know, it's hot. It's hot Missouri, yeah. south Missouri. We're coming up into Arkansas. We get into Arkansas, and this is, you know, one of the funnier moments of the trip. So mm-hmm. we drive into Arkansas, and we got to eat lunch. So Mark's like, we're going to pull off up here. There's a there's a fried chicken spot we can park for, for trucks. Like, done deal. So we pull up to the fried chicken spot. I don't want to say. I don't want to say the name, uh, just to protect the fried chicken spot. But again, it's five six years ago. Well We'll say it's five years ago. Yeah, yeah it was five yeah, I'm sorry. Years it's ago. five year anniversary. So and they're very. Good. So I'll say. It. I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> so we pull up to this ch- fried chicken place in in Arkansas, off the side of the road, and it was called. <phone rings> And you can smell the deep fry. I mean, this was Arkansas chicken. This (laughs) was South chicken, and I was so hungry I could probably eat a muskrat if it crawled out of the sewer. I was starting because we were eating snacks. I think I had two full meals of like Pringles, and I had and uh, uh, what are those little tiny pizza roll things? They're uh, oh yeah with uh, the pretzels. Man, they're so good. Combos. Combos. Combo snacks. Yeah, Yeah. I just was eating combos and Pringles and gum. That's all I ate, and protein bars, and drinking Gatorade, and yeah. just and I just wanted a decent meal. So oh. we we walk in, we walk in there, and, she, and there are a lot of rural folks working in there, rural rural folks, and we walked yeah. in, and they knew right away we weren't from around yeah. there. How y'all doing? Yeah. What y'all doing? What y'all doing? So we're taking photos <laughs> with them. We're having a good time. They're making fun of our accents. We're making fun of their <laughs> accents. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she said, well, we're going to throw some chicken on for you. We're running low. And so we ended up getting like three or four baskets of chicken, a basket of uh, of potato wedges, yeah, wedges. okra, yeah. rings. We had an entire smorgasbord yeah. of chicken. And we're sitting there at the picnic bench. Now, I have a horrific fear of spiders, horrific. I was so hungry. There was like three daddy long legs like going over my arm. I just like looked at <laughs> it. I couldn't even deep. be phased. I could have had a scorpion crawling up my back. I was so hungry, and how good was that
1: chicken? Yeah, it was good, man. That, I, that was one of the things I know a couple of people didn't like. Well, it, we'll, but, we'll talk about that later. But it was good.
0: So we were all eating it. It was me, Mark the Trucker, you, uh, Kevin, uh, John. The ladies didn't want anything to do with it. Now, I understood why. You know, I had a good idea why, because what happens when you eat greasy chicken
1: you get sleepy, you, get, the you get
0: sleepy, and then you have a bunch of fried okra yeah. and mushrooms and onion rings and potato wedges, and everything's deep fried. Yeah. So what happens to to the gut? You get the bubble guts, you get the bubble guts, and you because get some yep. some fresh fried chicken, <laughs> and it was fried. It was great. It was great. Well, they didn't want any of it, so they end up walking back to the trucks. Now it's hot. You know, you could picture the, the Arkansas wet heat, the yeah. 100% humidity. You hear, like, the cicada bugs in the background chirping. You hear the expressway going. You could smell yeah. the fried chicken. Yes, we're team. in a gravel lot, in a gravel lot with a, a picnic bench that is, like, being held together by termites. Yeah. And I got daddy long legs crawling all over me. But we were hungry, and we ate, we ate like kings. Yeah, we did. So we get in the truck. And uh, we're, we're going. I asked the girls, why did not you eat? You, you, we got snacks. We'll be fine. All right. All right. You'll be fine. So we're driving, and we hit the first. We're in Texarkana, and we, we cross into Texas, and we're not even close to, to Katy, Texas. It's probably like 7, 8 o'clock, yeah. and we made it to Texarkana, Texas. Mark goes to me on the side. We're at another truck stop. Oh, at this truck stop. Our the gas card wasn't working. Our fuel card wasn't working, so yeah. we had to fix that because there was there was limits on it, and no. so we lost another hour <clears throat> at the at that truck stop. Mark's like, "We're not gonna make it until tomorrow." I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I'm like, so I had to make the call. I had to make the call to Katie and tell them, "You gotta bring the volunteers back tomorrow. We're 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 run we're running late. Okay, yeah. I'm so sorry. What time do you think you're gonna be here? Maybe like 10 a.m. 9 a.m. We'll be there." Okay okay well thank you so much and I, I apologize I told him that I, I misplanned. Uh, I, I took it as we we're driving cars, not trucks loaded with supplies no. and only can go 60 miles per hour. So that was the point where I had to tell the team. I said, listen, uh, could you guys take Tuesday off work? An- another day another day. <laughs> but Monday was already they're already yeah. off work for Labor Day, but you guys would be okay for Tuesday uh, come off work. And I got the look. No. It was like a, a look of no. They didn't say no because they knew how much this mission meant. All right. But I got the look of no. <clears throat> and said, well, if you have to get back to work, what I'm willing to do. And I pulled this one out of my butt. And I said, I'll pay for all your tickets. And I'll get you on a plane. We'll fly you back and I'll figure it out. All the way up to now, everything has worked itself out. This will work itself out now too. Yeah. They're like, well, we'll just play it by ear. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm just like, okay, we'll see what happens. So we fill up with gas and Texarkana. We get our magnet. And I was getting magnets at every gas station of a state. And I had the states we were going through on the side of the truck. Yeah, I remember by that, then, yeah. two of the three flags flew off the truck because we were going and they just weren't taped on. My flag was still on. A couple other flags were still on. Yeah. And We're driving. And the plan was to stop at the Holiday Inn in East Texas Baptist University. Now, a teammate of mine, great guy named Adam Ledyard, he is the sports information director down in in uh, um, East Texas Baptist University. I forgot the name of the town that's in. Well, I told him, hey, we're going to be staying at that Holiday Inn. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He goes, like, all right, well, hold on, let me call you back. So he calls me back. It's like, listen, uh, I'm gonna buy you guys dinner. The university's gonna buy you guys dinner. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, whoa, I'm like, What? And did th- I mean, you want to talk about just the kindest gesture? Yeah, he's the way, he, what you're doing, guys, is just beautiful, it's phenomenal. It's the least we can do is buy you dinner. I'm like, Aaron, or I, I said, uh, Adam, thank you. I'm just tickled pink. He goes, what do you guys want to eat? I'm like, I don't know, what, what should we eat when we're in Texas? You got to eat what a burger. I said, Whataburger. What's a Whataburger? <laughs> yeah, Whataburger. Well, now I knew what Whataburger was because my brother, my my youngest brother, married a beautiful girl from Texas, from Jacksonville, Texas, Whitney. And that's what I learned what Whataburger was, was from Whitney. Because I had like 90 Whataburgers when we'd be down in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So we're driving down and Adam calls me back. He goes, hey, I got some other good news for you too. I'm like, what's that? He goes, the university is going to pay for all your hotel rooms. Nice, and I was just—I I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Did not know what to say. And, and besides, thank you, like Adam, okay. thank you so much. I—I yeah. um, I was just blown away by that. So we drove in. We drove into the university, and everybody was gone for Labor Day weekend. So the lots were pretty empty. He had us parkour by the baseball field. We backed in. We took a great photo with Adam and the yeah. flags and yeah. the Texas flag we had with us too, the Texas flag. And he—he he drove us all up to the Whataburger. So we go in the Whataburger in, in this university town, and we walk in there just guns a-blazing. Yeah. And it's rural folks, rural Texan folks. We felt and, like celebrities when we did, yes, when we walked in there. Yeah, amazing. and they all they all knew where we were at, and Adam had it all arranged and, and what we were doing. And we just started having a good time. And I felt compelled that I should go behind and help these people out and make some burgers. <laughs> So these little tiny rural people, and there's my giant 400 pound body, slinging, just burgers. slinging burgers. I just went back there. where they gonna tell me no? They're like staring at me. First of all, like, are you Andre the Giant or King Kong Bundy? So we were. I'm back there slinging water burgers, helping them out, and we we're having a great time. Yeah. Well, we, it was just it was one laugh after another. We got a bunch of photos. We were just looking at a video on the break of the water burger incident. Yeah. And thank you again to Adam Adam Ledyard. Um, and the East Texas Baptist University for doing that. This is f- five years ago, and that's a, a kindness, a, a, an act of kindness that I remember five years, I'll remember forever, yeah. that w- w- you guys supplied us with a beautiful meal and uh, great hotel rooms yeah. that we could we could stay at we can get some good sleep. Some real Texas hospitality. Yeah, it was great. Southern hospitality, as I say. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So we get back to the hotel, and I had to book some flights. I had to get some flights to back home because we're not going to be there until tomorrow at 9 a.m. So the plan was everyone was going to get up like 4 or 5, and we are going to get in the trucks. And I had to make sure everyone, we got to be up at 5. You can't be running to get your gourmet coffee (laughs) and snacks. (laughs) We have to be on the road because I told the people in Katie we're going to be there between 9 and 10. So we pull off. Adam takes this great video of us driving off. The funniest part about these big old trucks—they literally have horns like Nissans, like little Nissan cars. So you would expect like this big roar of a horn, like this. Roar, roar. I think Marx was the only one that had the had the like air a truck horn. horn. Yeah, yeah, it was just like powerful. Yeah. All the rest of our horns sounded beep, beep. like it was like beep beep. <laughs> it was like it was like clown cars. Like seven clowns are gonna peel out of them and honk their horns and run yeah. around. So we're driving past Adam in this video, and it's like beep 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 beep. <laughs> we're like waving. And then Mark's like, (laughs) it's real loud horn. And uh, so we're on the road. Now there is no highway that goes from uh, Chicago to Houston, like a direct shot. You got to take county roads. Yeah. So we decided to take this county road. It was at 60 miles per hour. It was in hill country. We're going up and down these hills. All of a sudden, whose truck takes a crap?
1: My truck. My truck dies in the middle of Texas. It's not the most savory place in Texas for a man of my <laughs> stature.
0: So, Aaron is a is a mocha. He's one of my <laughs> mocha brothers, a, a African American gentleman, <laughs> dark hair, yeah. and um, we we pull into this abandoned country club Yeah, across from a
1: plantation, a former an old
0: plantation yes. home. Aaron's Amazing. truck breaks down. It's going five to ten miles per hour on these country roads, and mm-hmm. we're losing time. So we pull into this abandoned country club across from like this plantation. Now, granted, this is a 001 percent part of the population right. that we're going to be we were exposed to indirectly that we yeah. saw. And so there, was, it was like just an abandoned building. The doors were out. It was just an abandoned country club. That's mm-hmm. what it looked like. And so we had to go use the bathroom. So, we go inside this abandoned building that all the doors are missing, and it's just a structure. And we go in there, and there's all this hate spray, yeah, you know, there's graffiti and everywhere, graffiti, know. you know, swastikas, vulgarities, N words. It's it and terrible. you weren't in there yet, and I'm peeing, yeah. and John and I walk in there. I'm thinking, oh God, like this is where we're at. Like I said, point zero one percent chance.
1: It was just. It was an odd. It was an odd. Time to stop, but I'll I'll you know I'll share my whole side of what I saw. Yeah,
0: so I I told John we got to tell Aaron that he's gonna be walking in on this because I mean this it was it was just evil. It was just evil, and the trucks broke. We're in the middle of possibly a bad situation because we don't know what our environment is based off of the, the the disgusting spray paint all over the walls. We're losing time. Yeah. And we we were supposed to be in Katie between nine and ten. Now it's like seven thirty. We're in the middle of rural Texas with heat ninety degrees and a full truck full of supplies yeah. with a broken down truck. So we come out of the bathroom, I'm like, Aaron, I'm like, if you're gonna go in there use bathroom just heads up, there's just some some vulgar stuff out there. And yeah, i remember that's so, what you said, yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. I'll yeah. let you go with your what you what you experienced. Um
1: so I remember when you came out so there were some unsavory words written on the walls. And I, I said, "Oh, I can't I got to see this." And John's like, "Man, I'm so he just started apologizing. And I'm like, "Why are you apologizing?" <laughs> it's, you know, it's not you didn't do it. And uh me being the curious person I am, I walk in there and of course I wasn't like too shocked, but it was kind of like, wow, this is where we broke down. Yeah. And uh, and I, I just remember, you know, the feelings that were running through my mind. It was, just, it was There was sadness. There was anger. There was kind of joy. You know, it was like a, a mixed bag of emotions standing there watching or seeing this. And so it just came over me. And I, I, I didn't really care about getting in trouble. I found the spray can that was used to spray all that. And I went in and I scratched it out it. And sprayed out Good. everything. Um, it was just one of those moments like, well, I'm going to do, you know, here's my chance to, it was just like one of those things. I'm here for the, for a reason, I guess. I don't yeah. know. The spray can was still. Everything was there. Everything happened for weird. a reason. And one thing that I got out of that, our, uh, our little stop with our crew, that was a little bit of a bonding moment with everyone. Cause it was a it was a somber moment as we were waiting for the truck to get fixed, because we had we were dealing with that about well we're not going to make it to Katie in time, and at the same time there was this this feeling amongst everybody, and, and I don't know if it was just me feeling it or whatever, but it was like man how could we see this? Why is this? We're doing this nice deed for somebody, and this is the the ugliness of that. It was a, it was a moment there for me. It was just like, man, we're all everybody was somber about it, and it only it affected me. You know, it was like one of those things that was directed towards black folks,
0: but it affected everybody,
1: right? And right, so that moment that's what that's what kind of brought all of us together. Yeah, and that's what I saw it was like it just your sisters took it to heart. Like I'll never forget. Um, Kate was just like she was so sad. She her her whole demeanor changed, you know, as happy yeah. and bubbly as she was at, at some points, you know, except for at the Chester stop. <laughs> but, Um, That point right there, she was very somber. And, and I, I felt something different with the entire convoy. Like there was just something that changed when we got back on the road. Uh, as frustrated as Mark was with the truck, and miraculously, which is weird, it's he, fitting for he that truck. Back right in it, and took off. It was like we had to stop there for
0: some reason. So the truck was broke down. We go in this place. You fix the you fix the the hate that was sprayed in there. I walked out of there, and, and John was apologizing. You know, it's because it's embarrassing. Yep. It, it's it's embarrassing being a a, a white male. You know uh, that there's. I've never exp- I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Never seen yeah. hate like that. I've never yeah. seen it. I've seen ignorance. Yeah. Right? But that was just, but just hate. I've never seen yeah, hate. And evil. like look at my look at my hair again. I mean it's yeah. standing up. It was disgusting. And I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that humans could still be at that level yeah. of like you gotta be kidding me. You know, it's it, it's just disappointment and embarrassment. So I walk out of there, you do your thing, everyone comes out. And Mark's got the hood of the truck open. He's calling, I think he's calling his nephew. And he was a diesel mechanic. Mm -hmm. He goes, It won't turn over. It won't get past 10 miles per hour. So I'm just walking, thinking. And I'm praying, thinking, God, why? Why Why are you doing this? Why is this happening? It just was a lot of questions. Mark shuts the hood. I, I, my nephew wouldn't know he's got to get it checked it's a diagnostic it won't go past 10 hours per hour what, what do you want to do Kyle I said, well I'll stay behind with a truck you guys deliver it come back and get me and we'll do it again or we could see if we can uh, offload everything and then just run the risk of driving All Right. but everything will be fine we'll work itself out and I remember standing there I remember yeah standing there walking and someone came up to me. It might have been you. Uh I, I don't get angry, like I don't lose my I don't lose my core. Mm-hmm. I just breathe. And that was one of the topics like LT and the one podcast, I don't know if you listened to it yet, was breathe. Just, just read, was yeah. breathe. Was breathe. And and take long breaths, pray, breathe. Mark was angry. Mark, the trucker, was angry yeah. that this broke down. We're literally three hours from Katy, Texas, four hours from Katy, Texas. The truck breaks down. We're sitting in this area now for about an hour and a half, maybe. Close to it, yeah. So I called four them hour. and said, one of our trucks break down. We're running late. They have an entire warehouse of volunteers at this warehouse waiting for us. Yeah. I apologize. The truck broke. I don't know what, what to tell you. They're like, it's okay. It's Just get here safe. Get, what time do you think you'll be here? So we're gonna have five of the six trucks there, maybe by four, three or four. Okay, we'll just be safe. Everyone's here. I'll let them know. And Mark opens a truck, and I I, again, I'm just praying that you know, just give us, just give us something, give us something. And like how he said earlier, that when you get to that ledge of losing hope, God pulls you back in. Literally, you like you're ready to jump off that cliff, and he just grabs you by the collar. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not not doing that. Step out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not doing that. Let's get back, and we're gonna get back right. into the race. We're getting back into the fight. Right. Mark shuts the hood, lets out a couple cusses, and, and Mark the trucker voice. I'm gonna try this again. Turns the key, starts. Yeah. I'm thinking, what the heck. <laughs> Yep. so mark said well let me let me go behind i'll be the I'll be the the, the last truck in case yeah. that it, it breaks down again. I'll just pull off to the side and then we'll go ahead with our plan where we'll just come back and get you done deal yeah so the truck starts off at ten miles per hour and then the ten miles per hour goes to twenty thirty forty we're up to sixty. we're full go yeah Mark's like go gun it, we're going whatever we gotta do we got we gotta keep s- moving, moving. yeah keep moving so we we got to the outskirts of the Houston ring that expressway Houston ring that's when things started like to set in that oh, we're yeah. almost here what are we looking into so we drive we drive into a Walmart parking lot why did we stop at that Walmart parking lot
1: i think that was on the way back
0: no 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 that was on the way down there we pulled in and it was the entire Walmart parking lot was packed people had just carts and we were a good hour outside of the Houston metro area. That, uh, we where had to stop were there for find some reason. Or something? Maybe get it on the map or calling them yeah. where we were there. So we get into the expressway and we get into that outer ring, that outer expressway going into Katy, Texas. And you started seeing the helicopters flying around, like the military helicopters, yeah. and all of a sudden we're on this outer ring and it was very very eerie, and a, I don't know if the, you would call it what the military term like a brigade or an entire unit. Oh yeah, yeah. That one, dro- yeah, Drove next drove to by. us. Yeah, and John's and nephew was. Uh, it, yeah. That was John John's nephew's. Mm-hmm. That, it was just so so somber, so yeah. surreal, and it sort of took you know it took my breath away because it's all these military all these military kids on there, young yeah. kids and they're all geared up and there was literally like sixty trucks. And they all went by, and the helicopters were flying around. And I was like, wow, this this is it. This is it. And we get to the expressway uh, exit. And I remember I go to you guys, thank you, we made it. And so this this was this was it. I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even say it on the radio. Yeah. And we pull off. We get off the expressway, and from the moment we go underneath the viaduct, we get off, we took a left. And there was just a line of people that lined the parkway all the way to the warehouse, yeah with signs yeah cheering and it it was just a it, i mean pulling no... into the <clears throat> pulling into the warehouse
1: when we first pulled into the warehouse, I remember there were some people in the bay doors. it wasn't until I think we finally got out the truck and and I, I remember that video that captured when I stood on top of yeah. the truck and they're inside the warehouse. And there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there yeah. ready to unload the truck. And it just felt, you know, to be welcomed by them. It was amazing. It was, so
0: the welcoming driving down the street. Amazing. And yeah. And we pull in there and I, and I spoke with the, I don't know if she was like the school administrator, but real sweet lady. And mm-hmm. that's who I was dealing with. I would like to thank our special show contributors, specifically Mr. and Mrs. Robert and Amy Parsons. They like and believe the Inspirate mission and contributed to our show. I am beyond grateful for their support and generosity by supporting the Enspray podcast. If you like what you listen to and you believe in our mission and want to sponsor or contribute, please visit us at Nspray.com and click on Support the Inspirate Podcast or Sponsor. And she told us where to go. She said one of the one of the families, this is the this is their warehouse. Everyone's got a bay door. Everyone just back into a bay door. Yeah. So we backed into the bay door. I gave the gave the lady a hug. We presented her with our flags and everything. She goes, We have an entire warehouse. And you were already in there. I haven't been in there yet. Yeah. So I'm talking to everybody, <laughs> shaking everyone's hands and and just I have that lump in my throat of this is gonna be a very powerful moment because we just accomplished a tremendous, tremendous feat with prayer. We hit some major obstacles, you know, yeah. with the truck breaking down and and logistics planning stuff that we just did not know. Unknowns. Right. I present her with my flag. She's like, "Well, let's go inside, and um, we'll, we'll say say hi to everybody. We'll open up the bay doors, and you'll see how everyone works." So we walk into the this warehouse, and it was a roar. Yeah. A cheer, a roar, cheer. People are clapping, cheering. Kimmy and Anna are carrying the Texas flag in. We have our flag. Yeah. And and I I was just like, just blown away. It was so surreal. So, so surreal. So the doors open up and people are, random people just coming up, shaking hands. And we're helping everyone. Pretty much we spread out. No one was by each other. And everybody was spread out, helping unload. Just thank you, people giving us hugs, mm-hmm. cards, families made us cards. I had some coworkers with the company. Uh, they showed up, yeah. you know, that lived in the Texas area to help unload. Um, Misty, I believe her one name was Misty, uh, really, really sweet lady. Uh, she worked at the company. and My um, my friend that I went to uh, that I was
1: in grammar school with, he now lives in Texas. His yeah. wife is a teacher. She was there. He was there. So it was, it was like, wow, hey, you know. It just, it's like, just so it surreal. Weird.
0: Yeah. So to see what type of impact we made, I remember grabbing a, a box of diapers, unloading them. And I just asked this guy. He was like in the diaper line. I asked him, wait, what do you need? What do you need, bud? And he just started crying. He's like, I need like a size three diaper, just like bawling. Yeah. And now I got like that lump in my throat of just hold it together these people need they need comfort you know don't turn into a mess yourself because they're a mess stay strong this guy hugged me for like a minute it was like the longest minute just like intense crying it's gonna be all right buddy it's gonna be okay yeah like we're all here to help each other you know and they kept falling back to the mission of uh, operation friendship friends help friends in a time of need the golden rule be a good human you know be a good human and I gave him his diapers. He walked. He walked off. And then I felt like this little tiny hand hit me in the side of the back, like pat me in the back. So Whitney, my brother's wife, she grew up in Jacksonville, Texas, which is maybe like two, three hours north of Houston, just south of Tyler. All of her family lives there. And at their wedding, I got to meet her uncle. Her uncle's name is is Morris, Morris J. Jay. Morris J's maybe. Five five, five, six, uh little tiny guy, right? Yeah. So I feel this hand hit me in the back. I turn around. It was Morris. It was Uncle Morris. And he had the biggest smile. He's crying. I'm giving him a hug. But now I'm <laughs> six three and Morris is like five six. His head's like nestled right in my chest. <laughs> right here. <laughs> He's crying. I'm like trying to hold it together and he just kept saying how thankful he was. And and it, it was just amazing. It was absolutely amazing to see that community. It, it was hundreds of people that were there. Yeah. In this warehouse of people that we have we did not know, but we did know that they needed help. Yeah. And and we had to come together. And, and they cleaned that they cleaned
1: uh they unloaded six trucks. And what, 20 minutes or something? It yeah. was quick. 20,
0: 30 minutes. Because I remember just as big soon as we lines. Part, they were done. They were done. <laughs> yeah, it was like dropping like a piece of sugar, and ants got yep. it. <laughs> They're all gone. Immediately. So we wrap everything up, and the administrator lady, and it's just racking my brain. I forgot what her name. She goes, Well, this is the family that's what warehouse this is. So this gentleman walks up and shakes my hand and he goes where are you from in Chicago I'm like I live we come from Orland Hills the suburb of Orland Hills it's like that by Orland Park Tilly Park yeah. I'm like yeah right there so I'm from Homewood I'm like really you're from Homewood it's like yeah I'm like where'd you go to school it was Mount Carmel I'm like you went to Mount Carmel how old are you we did the age I'm like do you know my brother-in-law John Sarah's brother and he, said, well, he didn't know Sarah but I'm using that as reference yeah. you know John Zacharis. And his eyes open up. He's like, "I know John." He's like, "We went to St. Joe's. That's the elementary school. We went to St. Joe's together." And that that moment was a, just one of the defining moments of we were there for a reason. Yeah. Where there's a reason, and we were supposed to be there.
1: Yeah, two Carmel men on the trip, huh? How about that? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but we're no, everywhere. Uh, Mount Carmel's everywhere. You're right. <laughs>
0: But what were the chances of being in the middle of a warehouse that we had no clue that we were going to be going there? Yeah. I had no clue a week before. And that person who owned the warehouse knew my brother-in-law, knew John. Yeah. We were completely different. I mean, you want to talk about 20 degrees of separation. We were in different worlds. But he knew, went to school with John. He knew uh, my father-in-law, Ron. He knew uh, my my mother-in-law, Carol. Their, and I think their family owned a carpet store in Homewood, and wow. Carol knew the carpet store, and and Sarah knew it, and I was like, "Wow, this this was this was meant to be. This yeah. was meant to be." So as we're walking around and we're meeting people, there was a, a a very nice lady came up, and we were she came up introduced herself, introduced her son and her daughter were there, and we were running on a pretty tight pretty tight time schedule because we had to get everybody to the airport it was labor day we had to get all the girls up to the airport because they had to go to work so i was able to buy them tickets on southwest and they had to go so i said their goodbye we said our goodbyes to them and they took off and we had to leave our trucks at that property yeah well the company i was with they Bought us all dinner. And I never had Uncle Julio's before. That was the first time I ever had Uncle Julio's. Yeah, man, too. So yeah. we committed to going to dinner yeah. with, with them. My company was buying it. We committed to it. Shortly after we committed to it, there was this little tiny, little beautiful petite girl. And she comes up and she introduces herself. Her name is Lori Bellen. And Lori said, I want you guys to be our guests we're having a, a big picnic for the volunteers and everything uh, at, at our church. And I'm blown away. I'm like, yeah, we can make it. You no, know, I mean, lady steps up. I'm bringing her up on Facebook right now. Lady, lady steps up, and she invites us to her church. She doesn't know us from Adam. There's Lori. I don't know if you remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah. She goes my my husband, he, he's he's involved there with the church. He's he's a singer there. And um we'd love for you to be our guest. And I committed to it. Yeah. Oh. Mark the trucker's like, uh uh-uh. uh, we, we can't we can't we can't do this, Kyle. We got we gotta go. We're on a time's crunch, we gotta get back. Yeah. So I felt so bad because they were so they were so excited about us being there yeah. and we couldn't make it. Well, they um I, I had to tell them, well, we're gonna take a rain check. So Lori, I'm gonna tag you on this and my brother's moving back to Texas and I'm gonna take you take you up being guest at your church when I come down there.
2: That
0: sounds good. And so Scott, her husband, he is I think he's like the head of uh, music. I I am so sorry if I say this wrong. But at their church, he's the head of music, and, they're, and they go to a, a beautiful uh, church. I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it. I think it's the second uh, Houston, second Baptist maybe. And so he's like the head of the music. He's got like this worldly renowned voice mm-hmm. of singing and everything, and they were the sweetest family inviting us to their picnic to be their guests, oh. the, the guests of honor. And I felt so bad. that That bothered me. And it's, I mean, five years later, I remember it. I remember it like, because they were so excited we were coming. And then I had to tell them, you know, we we won't be able to make it. We won't be able to make it. But it's okay. Because I, like I said, that when I come back, Lori and Scott, that I'm coming to your church and I'm going to give you a big hug and take you up on that offer. I'm going to take you up on that offer.
1: We did have church that night, though.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, all right. So we we ended up we ended up um, leaving, and it, we had to go. I mean, we could have probably stay there for two three days and helped, yeah. and but we we had to we had to get going. We ended up having dinner, and we had to figure out a plan once again on how I had to figure out the plan of how we're gonna get these trucks back because we got three trucks stranded, in Katy, Texas, was it three? It was three. It was, it was, was four. Three? No, it was four because Kevin, Kate, Anna, and Kim. So yeah, so they drove. That was we had two trucks left behind.
1: No, because only three went back. Who? Me, you, me, you, Mark, and John.
0: So it's four. Four
1: trucks. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. So (laughs) So we we had two trucks left behind,
0: and I had to figure out how we're gonna get these two trucks back. So I I had some more points. I ended up uh using my all my Southwest points because this was my error. My error, my logistical error. I ended up getting uh two tickets for Mark and a friend of ours Mike to fly back. And Mike took off time off work. He flew to Houston. We got him the trucks and they drove back. And but we 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 ate our supper and at Uncle Julio's felt just was heartbroken that we couldn't we couldn't stay and you know and, and hang out with Lori, Scott, and their family and their church. And we're we're driving back and it like hit it hit me. Like the everything just like hit me of no matter where we were at on that trip. Right when I got to the point of saying, screw it, giving up, giving up hope, I got pulled back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I got pulled back to reality i got pulled back to what our purpose was and it was to help people it was the golden rule treat others how you would be want to be treated yeah fell back to our mission statement friends help friends in a time of need operation friendship and it hit me it really hit me and i got a call from the girls because they just landed they landed they were already on their way home and each one of them called and they just said like how just this this weekend was just so surreal you held it together you should be so proud of yourself and I have a hard time taking compliments like that it's, this is a team event not a me yeah. event and it just finally hit me and I remember I cried for like 30 minutes straight of just that surreal that surreal of just like a heavenly feeling a, yeah. a, a godly spiritual feeling that just like I got the hug that spiritual hug yeah. where there's a being so much bigger than you and we drove, I even forgot where we stopped on the way back, where we spent the night. But we, we drove to, maybe it was that same Holiday Inn. Was it?
1: Uh, a little bit further, the one where we would stop at the hotel or at the college.
0: It's yeah, the or same. did we drive farther? We came back around, no, it was the same one. It was the same one. we stopped there again. Yeah. So we got there, we got there earlier in the night, and we, we made a pact, let's get a good eight hours sleep. Seven yeah. hours, eight hours downtime. Because we were running on five hours sleep on both nights. You we were. So we got some sleep and we ended up driving back. And the drive back was, we just, we wanted to get back. And it was 20 times faster than it was on the way down. Even though it was the same drive, same distance, it just seemed like it was faster. So we're driving back and we come up to Arkansas. And we had one of those moments in a truck for me, Mark goes over the radio. Mark, the trucker is like, get ready for the truck wash. Like, what do you mean the truck wash? There was a blast of rain that came. A mini monsoon. It was insane. And yeah. I'm praying we got to stay alive. We are yeah. driving in traffic. We were driving in construction traffic. Yeah. And I was driving a truck that I've never driven before besides these last two days. Yeah, and that wind was blowing. The wind. The empty trip. Oh, yeah. It, it was, was terrible. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. And he's like going Yahoo and like yucking yeah, it up um, on the radio <laughs> and I'm at 10 and 2 I'm at 10 and 2 I'm like God I'm like let's not make it like this every man. 5 minute check in remember check in yes, yes. I'm like, yeah. yeah and I'm praying I'm like Lord we made it we made it why are we doing it like this why don't we yeah. do it back when we were in the evilville <laughs> why didn't you make yeah, it happen then right. now you gotta do it now right and but we made it through that and it was time to eat lunch so we passed right into <laughs> we went to and we ate chicken. and Different locations. Diff, different locations. Yeah, but different we, we, told, <laughs> we told the girls, I called them. I said, guess where we're at. They're like, where? I'm like, we're at. We got more chicken. And they're like, please tell us not that location. I'm like, no, we went to a different location, <laughs> <different laughs> chicken. She's like, well, thank God. I'm like, what do you mean, thank God? I said, well, what happened? She goes, well, we didn't want to tell you because you guys look like you were really enjoying the chicken. I'm like, we were. Cause you want to know why we didn't eat? Man. I'm like, no. Why didn't we? Why didn't you eat? We walked into the woman's bathroom, and it was just filled with with poop, all over. It was yeah. just overflowed toilets. I almost puked. I almost puked. Everyone almost got sick. We couldn't yeah. even go in there. And you guys were so happy to eat about in and, and the yeah. to looked like someone pooped a coop. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> and. I, I didn't know what to say to that, but Kate, it's okay, because deep fry would have killed any bacteria. Right. <laughs> no one would have known. A little barbecue <laughs> no, sauce. Yeah, no right. one would have known. Deep fry kills everything. <laughs> and so that was that. Now I'm thinking, man, we ate all that <laughs> and then she goes, the people that were working there were all females and they had to use that bathroom. I'm <laughs> like, Kate, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, alright, it's that's enough. That's enough.
1: You know, one thing <laughs> I, I failed to mention that the first stop... Uh, to- <laughs> It was Hurricane Harvey, and we were going down to do the relief for, and uh, like you said, there were so many things in the trip that you kind of look at and like, wow, this this hand of God is on this. You know, if Mm you want to go that route, we've got some divine help. Uh, There was a truck that was broken down in the parking lot, a mechanic truck. I guess it was an advertisement or something, and the advertisement was Harvey's Auto Repair. So when we pulled in and said, we're going down for relief for Hurricane Harvey, here's this truck sitting here and says Harvey's mm-hmm. repair, you know. And I was like, this is just a random place. This is all random. This wasn't, yeah. you know, something fixed. And then to top it off, my, my dad's name. That's my dad's name, you know. And it, for me, in those instances, that's where I see, you know, his hand. Like I see him uh, working and saying, you know, I got this. You mentioned about every time it seems like when we we're doing good, and then all of a sudden we fall off. Right. And I said, Peter, step out of the boat. That's you know, that kind of thing. You know, Peter was walking on the water, and he started to sink because he started to kind of lose the faith. He's like, "But you're still walking on the water," you know. And then the minute that he put his hand, his eyes back up, he's back on the water again. You know, he, he was pulled back out of the water, and it's just kind of like the same thing you're saying now. You know, it's like every time it seems like you were sinking you look back up, and there you are walking on You're water. pulled right back yeah. up to yeah. the top. Yeah. That's and that, awesome.
0: And that was the trip. It, it really was. Yeah. Uh, moment after moment like that. Well, we didn't really have any more moments, crazy moments. We just wanted to get back. Yeah. So I remember driving up in Missouri. We are driving like on near the river. We were, we're low-lying ground, just seeing this most beautiful sunset, the most beautiful sunset ever. Mm-hmm. Driving to this gas station. The, big the store. Big, yeah, it was like this gigantic truck stop. The, the, what was the name it? was very famous. Uh, it was awesome. You know, the fireworks yeah, and stuff. It, it was yeah. insane. And so we filled up with gas there. We got our last round of, well, I think maybe our last round of gas. Yeah, that was our last round. And we're coming out, and there's this gentleman there filming. I'm thinking, what the heck is this guy saying? And John's like, he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to the leader of the group. I'm like, John, wh- what are you doing? You know. are you pulling a goof on me is this legit so he gets us and he's like what's your name and i, I give him my name the youtube and, video and the it's YouTube one of video. my favorites <laughs> so this guy's all amped up and i thought i would never ever see this youtube video again I, I, I didn't even know what this guy was he's saying he was yeah. like a community activist from chicago and right i'm so proud of you guys for helping out and and he's getting. And this guy's all hyped up. I mean, he's geeked. I don't know if he was, you know, what was going on with him. But he literally was just high on life. He was yeah. just a high energy cat that was, that was just thankful to run into everybody. And so we we ended up several months. up. Oh, here it is. Hold on. Here's the video. So he's, he's going on and on and on. He's videotaping these trucks. There's the horrible Nissan horn. <laughs> the horrible Nissan horns in these big old trucks. So then he starts talking about dropping bombs. We're not dropping bombs on our people. He's all fired up.
2: Road, People, look at them trucks rolling, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> look at them trucks rolling, y'all. <laughs> yeah. They ain't going on
1: great government grant money. That was true. They ain't
0: going on trying to get paid to do this shit. They got them rider trucks. They ain't carrying bombs. Carrying bombs. Like, where are you coming from, carrying bombs?
1: <laughs> well, if you had stopped this three days earlier, you would have oh, yeah. thought we were pulling Jeez, drugs. <laughs> I know,
0: I know. But this, I mean, that, that was great. I, I ended up seeing that like a year later, and I'm just laughing because yeah. I totally forgot about it. I totally forgot about that. And that truck stop was amazing, first of all. And then to have, you know, run into a gentleman that was just so fired up and had so much energy. And to see that, it makes me smile and laugh every single time. He was eyeing us when we pulled into the lot because, you know, when we came in, we we drove by the front
1: and we came back around. And I saw him standing there and he was just looking at us. And so we get out and we go in, yeah. and I know that he was waiting for one of us to go to the truck to see who it was, you know, because when I passed by, right, I think it was John was the first one at the truck, and that's when he approached John, or maybe it was Mark, yeah. And then I was just watching the whole thing. I was like, what's going on? And when I see him standing at your, at your uh, window, and then John's looking at me, he says, "Aaron, if I gotta jump out," and I say, "I'm right behind you, John. We'll help Kyle out." And so that was that. Yeah, it was funny.
0: But two of you guys were already three blocks down the road, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> you <Exactly. laughs> can handle himself; you'll be okay. <laughs> so we we ended up just making that way home. We stopped in uh, Effingham by the big silver cross, big steel mm-hmm. cross. I think we got ourselves some coffee, some Red Bull, some energy shots, and mm-hmm. we just had a muscle at home. And we ended up pulling into the lot uh, probably like two o'clock, oh two thirty. It was early.
1: Later than that, oh, was it was. It was like three, close to four. Yeah. And you know when you yeah. get sleep
0: deprived, you feel like you're feet getting hurt, feet hurt. Oh, you get you feel yeah. like you're getting electrocuted. You got that little bit of the vibration in your skin and your eyes itch, and your face is warm, and you start you start like getting a little bit of sleep deprivation hallucinations where you start seeing stuff right in front of you. But we made it home, and uh, from what I believe, you left your keys in the car. Your car was locked out, and I had to drive oh, you home. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! So I had a little bit of a clunker at that point in my life. Yes. And uh the on the trip, you get a call from the police department that my alarm kept going off. So that's what that was. And then the the battery died. So for two days, they, you know, my battery's just sitting the car's just sitting there, not hooked up. And when I got back, try to hook it back up, of course the battery's dead. Couldn't start, so yeah, I had to get the
0: ride home. Yeah. Was, so that we got back Tuesday. Things, yeah. We got back Tuesday night. Early, very, very late, early Wednesday morning. Morning, morning. And dropped you off. I remember I came home and I went to sleep. And I woke up and I was in that fog, that brain fog of surreal brain fog of this just happened. We we just did this. It was amazing. We dropped off the trucks. We went to White Fence Farm, got some chicken. And Gus drove us back, stopped there, and we ate. And I was still. I don't know. If sleep, sleep deprived. Still in shock that. Uh, I don't. I. I wouldn't say it's like a like a post traumatic feeling, but it sort of was. It was like it wasn't tra- it wasn't trauma at all. No. but it was just that surreal after the game feeling. Yeah, mixed
1: with the real weariness and all that. Yeah, It was it, it was. It didn't really
0: set deal. in. It didn't yeah. hit yet. Nothing really hit of what we did. So we get a call the next day at the rec center of a guy that says, Hey, do you guys have more to, more to bring down? And we were in the discussion points of how are we going to get the rest of the stuff down because we still have probably another six, six trucks, six trucks yeah. worth of stuff to bring down of water, camphouse landscaping water, just, I mean, pallets beyond pallets, yeah. but all the other donated. You know, donated items that the community brought in, the different churches and schools and neighbors and friends, and we had to get something down there. And I prayed again, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? we got to get this stuff down here. Well, God answered the prayer again, and this guy calls. Uh, I've got a 53-foot trailer. If, as long as you guys can load it in there, I'll have a guy bring it down. We'll, we'll pay for your gas and food. And he goes, absolutely not. Like, this is, I got to do this. Yeah. This is all on me. I'm going to take it down. And we ended up scoring it away. We brought it to uh, a church in Houston as well. Might have been Second Baptist Church. Uh, but we ended up bringing it down to another church in Houston. They took a bunch of photos of it, of the event. And we donated another 53 foot truck. Well, we still had probably one more 47 foot truck yeah. left, at least two 26 foot trucks of supplies. Someone else calls two days later. I heard you guys got supplies. Like, yeah. Well, we're going down to was at Fort Myers because they just got hit with a hurricane. We're going down there with supplies. Yeah. Take them. Come take yeah. them. We'll load them. You can take them. Done deal. So they came and they took it. Yeah. So within two weeks, we had a an entire gymnasium, two collegiate basketball courts full of supplies. Yeah. And... We had trucks come out of the blue that we had no clue who they were. Yeah. And they openly took them. We'll take them. We'll pay for the fuel. They didn't want anything because they were just wanting to help people. They were good people wanting to help people. Yeah. So that last semi-truck left. And it was Sunday morning, maybe like 9.30. And wanted we wanted to go to church. Our rec- recreation center is right next to the church. And I wanted to... Um, go to church just say thank you to God because this has just been so surreal this yeah. entire trip and the least I can do is, is owe him a, a church visit no matter how tired I was we go into church uh no the first truck pulls out and I told Sarah i'm gonna walk I'll walk up to church you go ahead and um you you go ahead in and i'll follow, I'll follow you in I walk in, they're already, like, maybe a quarter of the way done. And the homily was the golden rule. Hmm. Yeah. That that was the message. Yeah. That was the message. It was about the golden rule. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. Yeah. I kid you not, Aaron. I looked like I was watching Old Yeller. Yeah. I was a mess. Sarah's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Why are you... <laughs> Pull together, son. Why are you a yeah. mess? I mean, I was like drool crying yeah. because it was such a overwhelming, just such an overwhelming moment of everything came together. It, it was the f- the final moment of um, of the trip. It was just yeah. that, that put the exclamation point on this sentence. It was oh.
1: Your journey, man. Like the
0: <clears throat> what you
1: experienced from you know having your. Uh, your moment on your knees, you know, all throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. it, was, it was your complete journey, and and then to finish it off, he's telling you, like, I heard every prayer. Here's the message, you know, here, here's here's the message, the final message to show you that I heard every prayer. Right, that's amazing to me, you know, when things like that happen because we don't see it, stuff like that. happens. It's not planned. Some of you like, oh. What a coincidence! No, no, not really a coincidence. No. He's been in—he's been in charge of this whole thing no. from beginning to end. He yes. heard my prayer. He worked out, and then we did this, and then all the little things that came. what well, my mom calls them the bee stings, you know the bees trying to come out, and, you, and no, you know you're having your your day in the park, and you got a little wasp, you know, you got a little bee. The little bee stings, like the lady trying to pull us over for the, the <laughs> yeah, drugs. Yeah, drug runners. Oh my gosh, um, Chester's chicken. You know, even which is that even wasn't the buzz- beasting. <laughs> was a blessing, no. not a bee
0: sting. Good old fried chicken from Chester's. It was awesome. Who cares what the no. woman's bathroom was like? I didn't care. I wanted fried I didn't chicken either, okra. Man, I tell you what. I was so hungry I could have ate anything. I, I really want to go to Arkansas
1: know. Chester's chicken phenomenal. It's, send it um, up here. What else? Uh the the storm coming back. You know, that storm coming back with as much as we went through going down there with the weather we really didn't there was it was maybe a little wind but we were all sunshine and clear skies it was beautiful but it, after the mission was accomplished like all right we can kind of relax we're making good time getting back yeah and then when mark come came across the uh, the radio and gave that warning about the weather it seemed like instantaneously we were under this storm that put us maybe two feet apart, the trucks, because we, mm-hmm. you know, came together,
0: and uh, yeah, that was, it was interesting, it, it was, trip. It was, it really was, Aaron, and so what came out of that trip, there were some other cool things that came out of it, uh, one really cool part, a little blip of this, this whole trip, and this was unbelievably symbolic, was my flag was the only one that was left on the truck. On mm-hmm. all six trucks. Yeah. I, I've got it downstairs. I kept mine, too. I still I've got truck, it. I took my flag. Yeah. All yeah. the rest of them fell or broke. Yep. Fell or broke, yeah. Mine was still up. Yep. And that was, to me, that was just like a huge, like, hey, Lord, said, hey, buddy, you're still standing. There? Yeah. You're still standing. You're still flying. Good job. You made the trip. Oh, you made the race. 12 flags out of 12 flags. <laughs> only one. stayed on the truck. And only yeah. one. And it was on my, and I didn't touch it, and I didn't realize it until the end. And I was just like, wow. So we were watching this video, and I felt bad. And I'm seeing if I can bring it up here. So someone videoed us walking into the actual building, the warehouse. And I'm going to apologize to all of our Texas friends. Kimmy and Kate or Kim and Anna were holding the Texas flag upside down. Oh, yeah, not good. yeah, again, five years later, I remember that and I saw it. I'm thinking, oh my God, they're holding it and, and Texans they they have the most pride in their flag, and we're holding it upside down. So to like all my Texan friends in Katie, Westerners. yeah, a bunch of pigs from Chicago <laughs> northerners. But to all my Texas friends down there in Katie, Texas, I am so sorry we did not know. we did not know what colors are up, what colors are down. Uh, we we went in with a big heart. We meant all goodwill, so please don't say those damn Northerners that came down with six truckloads ruined our flag. <laughs>
1: they don't know Yeah, they,
0: they don't know, and you know what? And we didn't. It was a mistake we made, and I apologize five years later. I hope you accept our apology. But I, I wanted to keep this moving, and the whole mission of uh, friends help friends in a time in need So I ended up having an idea about a children's book. And what I wanted to do is make a children's book out of it with that simple message of friends help friends in a time of need. Mm -hmm. So there was a a girl that I knew at a doctor's office. She was a beautiful artist, a very, very good artist. And I wrote out an entire manuscript of this children's book. Mm -hmm. And it was called uh, Friends Help Friends. That was the name of the children's book. And the theme of the children's book was the, more or less the story, not the theme. the story was was there there was a kid that lived on the end of the block and that he lost his toys he, his, he just didn't have any toys yeah. so there was six there were six homes before the one kid's home there were six homes he lived in the seventh home. The kids found out that this the little kid didn't have any toys, so the kid in the sixth home went picked up the kid in the fifth home and fourth home, and he told them, hey, little little Tommy doesn't have any toys. Yeah. Could we donate a toy to give him the toys? So the, the, the kid in the sixth home had the wagon, and every home they gave a toy. They gave a toy to the kid and put it in the wagon. They delivered it eventually to the seventh house, right. which, and the symbolism was Kitty, Texas. The six homes were the six of our trucks. Yes. Nice. And I had uh, this again, a fantastic. Her name was uh, uh, Tammy. Tammy uh, did the illustrations of it, and it, everybody was representative of a different like animal, like a kid's animal. Yeah. And it was like who they who they were on the trip. It was not the giraffe. Yeah, well, I, if, I'm going to see if I can find that too. But I'll be looking for it in a while for a while right. on this. But it was it was based off of that. It was, and I wanted to submit it. I submitted it to a bunch of like different publishers. She drew it up. It, it was beautiful. It yeah. was awesome. And I'm like, well, maybe it'll get picked up. And if it did get picked up, it'll fund the foundation. You know, I, I started this foundation. Of, it was called uh, uh, Friends Help Friends Foundation. Right. I remember that. And I was I was praying that this book would get picked up. And it, the proceeds of the book will obviously go to the the cost. Uh, I promote it. And then it would go to a Friends Help Friends Foundation, which the mission of that was to help out others in a time of need, like, for instance, in disasters or right. any other. And so I was able to uh, got a bunch of donations at first from it. It was great. Um, I jumped in a little little too much into the okay. not-for-profit world. I didn't realize how much is involved in that and how much yeah. operational expense is when you have a charity yeah. with different, you know, you got, you got phones, you got P.O. boxes, But we were able to help out a a diner in Lowell, Indiana, where it was called Five Star Cafe. And she was doing a Santa for for underprivileged kids, like a secret Santa or Santa Claus came in and they had gifts. And uh, the families that were in need would write down what they would like or have their kid write down what they want for Christmas. And her name was Charlene, and Charlene would end up buying it. And she was accepting donations. Well, I went in there one time for lunch, and my aunt was, she was working there. But she wasn't there that time. Mm. And I walk in there, and I see this book. And Charlene has this book up there of, like, what the different kids want. You submit it, and you give it to, to, to put it in the Santa box, and Charlene put it in a book. And Charlene, with her own money, money from her, her little diner, would buy something for each one of the kids. So if, like, little Aaron came in, little Aaron wanted x y and z well she'd be able she'd bought x right and gave it to him and the kid would just right. be blown off blown off his feet so i asked her i'm like this is really sweet you do this by yourself she's like yeah she's like yeah i do this i do this by myself and i was just like wow i was just so taken back and i, and I said i'd like to donate can i donate to you she's like oh well, yeah i love that well thank you she was so she was so tickled by that yeah She goes, well, find a kid. You can sponsor a kid. So she gave me the book, and it was some of the most grounding uh, messages. It wasn't like I want an Xbox or I want, like, PS3 or any of this materialistic crap that, unfortunately, I mean, as a kid I was materialistic. I wanted that too. I want a coat. Yeah, yeah. I I want boots. Yeah. It was like no six-year-old says I want a coat. Unless it's like a starter coat. I don't know if starter is cool <laughs> anymore. But it, yeah, it's a, a starter Charlotte Hornets coat. Yeah. But it was it was stuff like that. I wanted a blanket. A yeah. blanket. Yeah. And I was just like moved. I said, well, I, I can't. I'm not. I don't pick who's more needy than the other. I'm like, this is really kind. So I ended up. This is the first year I did it. Nice. Yeah. So this is the first year. And the. I didn't have the foundation yet. This was bef- the year before the our trip, so I had a nice bonus. So yeah. I went to the bank, and Charlene didn't know who I was. I was just a very very large man with a beard, yeah, and Santa a coat. Claus. Yeah, it looked like Santa <laughs> Claus. And I t- I took out like four or five hundred dollars or whatever, and I went and said, "Here you go." I gave it to her, and she looked at it, she counted, it. just started crying. She's yeah. like, "What's your name?" Like I don't have a name. Who am I gonna thank? Thank the Lord. Don't I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. This is the vessel. This is what I'm (laughs) supposed to do. Yeah. Just say the big guy with the tie. If anyone Mm -hmm. asks, just say a big guy with the tie. And I left. I didn't go back there for like six months. Yeah. So I walk in there and Charlene looks at me across from like the griddle area. Her eyes almost fall out of her head. She's like, You're the big guy with the tie. I'm like, (laughs) I am. I'm like, I'm also my Aunt Chris's nephew who's working right next to her. Yeah, yeah. She started getting to cry again and gave me a hug. And so that next year, I we, we had the money we, we raised with Friends Help Friends Foundation, and I was able to write them a check for the gifts for the kids nice. with it. So, uh, but the goal was for the children's book, you know, the Friends Help Friends children's book to, yeah. you know, to come to fruition. It didn't, you know, it was, I, I wrote it and, mm-hmm. you know. And, Not uh, yet. And not yet. And, and it was has illustrated. It hasn't come, has it it come, come yet. out yet. <laughs> it, was, it was illustrated, and I'll find it on here eventually. And it was, uh, it was, it was one of those moments of, like, it came full circle. Yeah. Now, let's fast forward five years. The whole mission of the Inspirate podcast is to share the story of the everyday person, the person who walks up behind you in the grocery store that you don't know from Adam, but they got a story. And they got a sporty story that's going to encourage, inspire and motivate. And that goes back to friends help friends. Yeah. We we need to help others to keep the everyday person motivated, inspired, encouraged sharing their story. Okay, yeah. operation friendship. Friends help friends in a time of need, the golden rule. That's the whole mission of this podcast. Fast forward 5 years later, it's just this, just an extension of operation friendship. Yeah where we're we're being good humans and we're sharing the stories of the everyday person that would never have an opportunity to share a remarkable story i mean the stories alone that that we have coming up are just a, they put you on your butt and be like wow yeah wow
1: the art our that trip um <clears throat> so for me of course i was in the military mm-hmm. as a volunteer this was my first volunteer thing. think uh, you know, growing up in a church, of course, you have to have a heart for people, and uh, it's probably one of the things that you know I enjoy about my job is that I get to interact with people on a daily right. basis. Now, after that trip uh, and coming back home, and kind of downloading with my wife about my experiences and things of that nature, I had a, a more, uh, not had a, a renewed sense of wanting to. Volunteer and do things, and the church that I go to uh I decided to step out and do my first mission trip, and it was based off of what we did going down to Houston now i can't wait oh, excuse me to do mission trips with the church just because you there's that that feeling of of course you're going to get the mission done and everything, so you're going to have that sense of accomplishment, but it's more. Seeing people who are in need and you are actively that vessel that you're bringing the things that they need um, that feeling it, it probably a little it's probably a little selfish, I guess, but that feeling is something that is that you can't duplicate um, I guess you could do it in your own communities where you live you can when you're doing it over and over again, it's something. it means something different when you step outside of your community and reach with somebody who you have no idea who they are, or what their backgrounds are from. I think that was one of the things about going down
0: to Katy. They were a small village town like, like us. But now they're gigantic. I'm pretty sure they are. Katy's right. huge. It's like one of the biggest suburbs of, of Houston. That's, that's amazing, yeah, you know, you know, I, and I think it was like Orland Park size. Okay, when we, now yeah. it's like three times the size of Orland Park. I thought when we went down there was maybe like sixty thousand. They had all this growth. Yeah, but it was a, for Texas, it was it's small. a smaller town. Yeah, all right. and so being able to go
1: down there and, and help those people, and then seeing you know the school districts come out and the, the, just the gratefulness, you know, it was, yeah. it was amazing. I was like, I, I got to do this again. Yeah, and I got to have the chances to be able to. To reach out and help
0: people again. The feeling of helping people, is, it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. When you truly know that you're helping without motive. Right. You're doing it because you're a good human being. You're doing it because it's what the Lord says to do, you know. is to to help others. And it's an addictive feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's um, like doing this podcast. I love doing it. I love helping others by being able to deliver a message through people that I've met in my life. Yeah. That have powerful, powerful messages. Either if it's from, you know, body transformation, from addiction to growth, professional development, self growth. Yeah. There's there's so many different things that we can share and we can help people. And that's my calling. You know, I, I really think that's my calling. Is yeah. that I, I can have a opportunity to deliver stories like this, to deliver stories like uh, Miss Ann Fiermeyer, uh, you know, ninety years old that lived in a log cabin and her grandparents fought in the civil war and it, she has a story. No one would have known that story unless, you know, I, I knew her son from the gym, Carl, but Carl would talk about her all the time. And I'm like, her story is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And then this platform came along, you know, the Inspirate podcast. And now I get to share that story of the lady that's standing behind me in the grocery store, right. paying for her groceries with the same money that I'm paying buying the same eggs that I'm buying, yeah. you know, but she's got a story behind her that's remarkable. And if I can find those people, those remarkable people, they their their stories are going to be shared, and I get to do my job of giving back, you know, of, of my missions now, my life mission of sharing the story of an everyday person. Yeah. So I found the manuscript of the Friends Help Friends. I'm going to read it, and you're going to tell me if you know who's who. Friends Help Friends by Kyle Hastings II. Characters Katie, a child armadillo. What does that represent?
1: Oh, to me, the armadillo is like. Um, the name
0: is Katie, and it's an armadillo, but it's a child armadillo.
1: Oh, this is Texas. Texas. Yeah. It's Texas and yeah. Katie, Texas.
0: Yeah. Raymond, a child alligator. You got me on that one. My middle name is Raymond. Oh, 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 now I know something. Yes. My middle name is Raymond. <laughs> right. Miss Mary, an adult alligator. Yo. Okay. Makes you got sense. Miss Kaylee and Miss Elizabeth. Adult lions. Okay. Edward, a child lion. Okay. Jack, a child tiger. Marie and Mem. Child rabbits. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's Anna and Kim. Yeah. And I said Mem because when Kim was younger, she had like a little bit of a speech thing going on. And she would always tell everybody her name was Mem Because she <laughs> couldn't say K. So it was Mem. We got Kip and Kat. Child frogs. Kip and Kat. Yeah. So who's that?
1: That, that? I'm thinking me and John.
0: No, that's Kate. Kate oh, for Kat. Oh, my God. Kate and Kevin. Kip and Kat. Okay. Okay. And Jacob, a child German shepherd. <laughs> that, that has John. to be John. That's John. Okay. <laughs> Jack, a child tiger. And Edward, a child lion. I'll say the lion. The lion? Jack, the child tiger. Die.
1: Okay. I'm good with
0: that. Yeah. So it's John. So this was in the actual order. I, was, I think it's was the, the truck. Order. Maybe not. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was the order of the trucks. Yeah. That's how I wrote it. The order of the trucks. You got uh, Jack, Kim. you Jack is, or uh, Edward is Mark the Trucker. Jack is uh, you. Maybe it's not the Order of the Trucks. All right, so th- that's the characters, yeah. okay? Page two and three, scene. Raymond is looking at Miss Mary on the phone in the distance inside their house. Thanks for calling. Friends help friends in a time of need. Let us know how we can help, said Miss Mary. "'What happened?' said Raymond. "'All this rain has damaged the armadillo's house, "'and I told her friends help friends in a time of need,' "'answered Miss Mary. "'Page four and five, the scene. "'Raymond is taking toys out and putting them into his wagon "'while Miss Elizabeth and Miss Kaylee watch from the sidewalk. "'Maybe Katie would like my blocks. "'She always plays with them when she comes over to my home,' "'Raymond thought. "'Hey, Raymond, what are you doing?' Asked Miss Kaylee. Friends help friends in a time of need, and I want to treat others the way I want them to treat me. I am giving me my blocks to Katie to be a good friend, said Raymond. Hmm. I think Edward might want to help, too. You should ask him, said Miss Elizabeth. Page six and seven. Scene. Raymond is at the door of Edward's house with his wagon of toy blocks, talking. Would you like for me to come with... Uh, Would you like to come with me to uh, help Katie? She needs new toys. Friends help friends in a time of need, and I want to treat others the way I want to be treated to me, Hmm. said Raymond. Sure, said Edward. I will get my basketball for Katie. She loves playing basketball in my driveway. I'm excited to help my friends in a time of need, and I also want them to treat others the way I want them to treat me. Let's see if our neighbors want help too, Raymond replied. Page 8 and 9 scene. Raymond is at the door with his wagon of toy blocks. Edward is in the background with his basketball in his wagon, and Jack and Jacob are standing at the door talking to Raymond. Katie needs our help, Jack and Jacob. We are bringing her new toys. Friends help friends in a time of need, and I want to treat others the way I want them to treat me, said Raymond. Absolutely, said Jack. I will get my new Frisbee that Katie likes. Jacob said, We play with the Frisbee in the yard all the time. We are excited to help our friends in a time of need, and I also want to treat others the way I want them to treat me. I see that Marie and Mim are home. Let's go get them too, said Raymond. Page 10 and 11. Scene. Raymond is at the door with his wagon of toy blocks. Edward in the background with his basketball in the wagon. Jack and Jacob are with their wagon with the Frisbee. And Marie and Mim are standing by the door. Marie and Mim, can you help Katie? She needs new toys. Mm. Friends help friends in a time of need, and I want to treat others the way I want them to treat me, said Raymond. She loves our dolls, Marie said. Mim said, Katie plays with our dolls in the dollhouse and has so much fun. We are excited to help our friends in a time of need, and I want to treat others the way I want them to treat me. Page 12 and 13. Scene: Raymond is at the door with his wagon of toy blocks. Edward in the background with his basketball in his wagon. Jack and Jacob are there with wagon with his with their frisbee. Marie and Mem are standing by their wagon with dolls. And Kip and Kat are standing by the door talking to Raymond. Everyone is working together to help Katie. Can you help her get new toys? Friends help friends in a time of need, and I want to treat others the way I want them to treat me, said Raymond. We would love to help, said Kip. Katie plays with our jump rope with us after school. Kat said, We laugh so much. We are excited to help our friend in a time of need, and we also want to treat others the way I want them to treat me. Page 14 and 15, scene. Raymond is at the door with his wagon of toy blocks. Edward in the background with his basketball in his wagon. Jack and Jacob are with their wagon with their Frisbee. Marie and Mim are standing by their wagon with dolls. Kip and Kat are standing by their wagon with a jump rope. And Katie is standing and looking at all the kids with their wagons. Man, I can't read this. <laughs> we we heard you. Here, you read that.
1: <laughs> Where? They start to buy it. We heard you needed new toys in your time of need, so I brought you my blocks you, you like, said Raymond. And I brought you my basketball to shoot baskets, said Edward. And I brought you our frisbee we play with in the yard, said Jack and Jacob. And we brought our dolls to play house, said Marie and Mim. And we brought our jump rope we play with after school, said Kip and Kat. With a smile so big, Katie said. I'm so excited that I have friends that help friends in a time of need. And I'm glad I've tr- I have treated others the way they have treated me. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I haven't read that in five years.
2: No.
1: Yeah. Wow. You wrote that down? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't read that in five years, man. Oh. That's some powerful stuff. So that's that. That's the Operation Friendship and that's how yeah, uh, get that book. That's yeah.
1: a, it's a pretty I mean it's a real good book. I was picturing the whole thing in my head as you're reading. Yeah, it. I wish I,
0: fi- I wish I found the artwork. That she she did some beautiful photos. Yeah and uh but I mean it's probably you could picture it. And um uh, yeah, yeah that. so that yeah. that's that was the book that came out of it. Like I said, I haven't read this since twenty eighteen. Three 3-22-2018. Wow. And that event happened what, 2017? Yeah. So five years. Yeah, four years. I haven't read that. And, oh. uh, yeah, so so that's the Operation Friendship. That's five it's years ago. That book, I that really same? do, yeah. It's a good kids' book. Well, no, not the book. but to me, it's No, good, I know the, thank French, you. Yeah, yeah, the kids' man. book. I like that one. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen, brother. <laughs> okay. oh, sorry about that. Pull myself it's together. Sorry. Yeah, so that's uh, that was the trip, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's one of those things that when you tell people about what happened, about how much how much communities came together yeah. literally in a week, yeah, people won't believe it. They don't believe it. They're like, "No way! Like, why, why would I make that up?" Yeah, we were pulling stuff from uh, from Markham,
1: Payless, uh, this from Chicago, from the city, uh, Alsip. There were people from all over. And explain
0: explain the communities, because for some people that are listening to this, we do have people listening from India as well as Canada and throughout the United States. So explain the the different communities, the demographics of those communities and Uh, why that's big, specifically in Chicago.
1: So, you know, Chicago, 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 no, but just the suburbs south of that,
0: uh, each community that I named off, they're, they're unique in their own way. Very segregated communities. Yes, they are. And it's not, and it's not by. I mean, segregated. Sounds, it's a, a, a tough. Not by word. force. It's just just how communities come about. Is, you, you've right. got cultural communities. You have black neighborhoods. You got Latino neighborhoods. You got the Irish neighborhood. You've got the Arab neighborhood. You got the Polish neighborhood. Yeah. That's just how Chicago is. Yeah. yeah, and that's pretty much how the South.
1: Some of the South suburbs are as well. Uh Like I, I in this area here, it's high concentration of. Arab, white, and black. Um, Alsup is a mix as well, but it, it's just the different uh, villages throughout the south suburbs that came together and and them being so, I guess, distant from Orland Hills, uh, specifically, um, like Midlothian or in, in the city. You know, you're talking about 20 minute drive, right? People coming into right. the city and and dropping off stuff to our little village for people that they don't even know about, they just heard the word that. We're taking stuff down for hurricane relief, and and they felt it in their hearts. This is what I wanted to do. We're not taking money, we weren't taking money. We were just taking items, and people were bringing stuff, and it's they were real items. They're flash, items that were that people needed. you know. Yeah, it it was, it was amazing to me. I just
0: so here's a stat. You know. All together with the amount that we brought down, September 25th, we brought down. Six twenty-six 26 26-foot box trucks. September 10th, is that right? No, September 5th, six uh, 26-foot box trucks. Mm-hmm. September 10th, One fifty-three foot trailer. September 15th, one more 26-foot box truck. And on the 18th, another 26-foot box truck. Yeah. They came out to a total of eight Full size elephants in weight. One hundred and twenty five thousand pounds was what we estimated. And two hundred and sixty one feet of trucks. Two hundred and sixty one feet in trucks. Absolutely insane on how people came together. Yeah. And it, it was it was just an awesome, awesome time to uh to, to see to see people come together. There's the flag right there. I'm gonna put that up. Oh yeah. That one was so yeah that was the last the flag that stood, you know, and uh yeah it was it was yeah. just a yeah, yeah there's yeah. your flag yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just a, a remarkable time and um i'm and I'm very, very thankful it happened it happened to us, what happened to our group. I know I would love to have everybody on here and hear their their stories from it, what they remember, but they're all pretty much uniform. And this coming up on a five-year mark, it, again, it was it's very surreal. I hope everybody has an opportunity to do some type of a missions trip, some type of a humanitarian mission, truly just to help somebody. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing in return for it except for you know that you did the right thing. Yeah, That's what you need is to have that feeling of, I did the right thing. Even the battle-hardened mark was touched
1: <laughs> mark the trucker and he, <laughs> he was, he was a real too. deal yeah
0: and yeah he he was touched too it was it was just uh it was an amazing amazing moment for everybody i think it changed everyone's lives that it came together that fast and we were able to do it that fast yeah you had a vision
1: you made it plain as as they were saying <laughs> the churches. Make it plain. Make it plain. (laughs) You had a vision. You made it plain. We made it work.
0: And, you know, you commit to something, you follow it through, and do it to the best of your ability, and you leave the rest to God. Just pray. And this entire trip, that's that's what it was, Uh, was just prayer. It was just prayer. I started writing a manuscript on it, and it was called The Relief. And I wanted to put this whole story down into a book about The Relief. And that's what it was going to be called. I think I got like eight pages typed on this, and I just stopped. My Adderall ran out, so I, I, I saw a squirrel, and I got up and walked around. Well, Aaron, this has been a real slice, man. Thank you so much for Thank sharing. You for me. Yeah, sharing this moment with you, this nice. this this unbelievable experience, sharing this beautiful Palermo's sixty third pizza that we've been picking at, and. think this put me over my five about five six (laughs) hundred calories of my deficit today that i'm supposed to be in but i'll burn it off tomorrow at at genesis barbell coach erica will will run it out of me but thank you again man i really appreciate it and thank you for for sharing this moment with us and with me you know with my my sisters and anna and mark the trucker and john and the Chester's Chicken people oh, yeah, and, yeah. and our friends down in Katy, Texas, it, it was really a, it was really a great, great opportunity. And I'd love to know how the people in Katy, you know, the families that we were able to help and how they're doing and if, you know, their stories of success that are inspirational in their own way. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine losing my yeah. entire home to flooding in an area where I was told there's not supposed to be flooding. Yeah, And the people didn't have flood insurance. And that was some of the big things is because they didn't need it. They didn't think they were going to flood out, and they flooded out. You remember the debris on the side of the yes. road? And and
1: you re- and I remember you coming across the radio. Wow, this is uh, it's starting to hit home now, yeah. how bad it was down here. Yeah. And it was, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, this will be out. We recorded this. This is August 6th, Friday night, August 6th. We're wrapping this up at 11 p.m. This will be out the weekend of Labor Day weekend. I hope nice. I'm thinking the uh, Labor Day Monday is. We'll do part one, and then part two will be the weekend after Labor Day, and we'll have this out so everyone can enjoy.
1: Nice,
0: awesome. Thank
2: Thanks, you, Aaron.
0: <laughs> That wraps up another Inspirate podcast of Operation Friendship, friends help friends in a time of need, and the play of the golden rule of treating others the way you want to be treated. It was a great experience. Many life lessons learned, uh, life changing lessons learned during that week, week and a half of coming together as a community, collecting supplies, and, and bringing it down to those who need it most. Thank you to our show sponsors Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist at Homer Gladden, New lennox Plair of 63rd Street in Chicago, frankfurt in Maryville, Indiana, TM Tire in New Lenox and Crestwood, Illinois. And our special show contributors, Mr. and Mrs. Robert and Amy Parsons. Thank you to everybody for making this podcast happen. Please give us a good rating on um, whichever podcast player you are listening this to. And if you would like to sponsor or contribute to the Inspirate podcast, go ahead and click on support the Inspirate podcast or sponsors at Inspirate.com. We'll talk to you guys soon.